What's up, man? Fucking A! We're live, bro. From Fucking A. Right here in Virginia. So, everyone, thank you for watching. Uh, this is the Liberty Risk Podcast. I'm Billy. And I'm Hugh, and this podcast couldn't come at a more perfect time because I was looking for a reason to validate my alcohol consumption. So this was perfect. <laughs> so what's going on, Greg? Uh, not much. Just a great little podcast, I guess. And trying to get people in here. That's so don't deal. worry about all that fancy shit we have over here. That's right. The, yeah, I don't see any fancy shit. Yeah, I don't see any fancy shit either. But. So um, you're the front of the house manager. Yes. Why don't you tell everyone what that, that entails? Because <clears throat> they're only seeing a little section of this right now. This is the... The section that's closed off because of social the social distancing right, right, and right. stuff like that. Right. And this is our cigar lounge. Um, we have Emerson um, sells cigars. They're opening back up on June seventh. Oh, nice! Uh, okay, to great, start great. selling cigars in here again. Um, we do have cigars out in the tap room as well, so they will. Um, they're available out there. I think you guys. So beer and cigars. Oh, yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. You guys have a lot of music here too. Like a lot of music. Right? Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, awesome. Usually, weather permitting, of course, because it's outdoors. Is all the music usually outdoors? No, just now. I mean, we have some of it inside when we can. But because of the shutdown right. and whatnot. Right, right. Okay, I got it. It can only be outside right now. And our, our beer garden is an acre, an acre crap. big, I guess. Um, so with so the six-foot distancing, how many people are you technically? Could you we're allowed half capacity. Our full capacity is like 290, I think. 280, 290 people. No, our half capacity would be half of that. So half of it, so what, 145? That's a lot of people getting you to drink some That's good beer awesome. and smoke some good cigars. We would, we would love to see that many in there. Hey, man, um, appreciate you. Every night that we're open. Doing the Lord's oh, work yeah. there. And, we'll try, and, you know, with this, hopefully we'll try to do everything, uh, like we were telling the owner, Rick, yeah. try to drive people, especially from the base and, you know, fellow veterans that are watching us consistently to come in here. And it's some of the best beer, if not the best beer in Norfolk. I have learned to love almost every one of these beers. <laughs> So let me ask you, with Emerson to open back up on the 7th, does that mean the Cigar Lounge is opening back up? Or just Not yet. We don't know quite yet what Phase 2 is going to mm-hmm. bring. If Phase 2 is done by the 7th, at least they'll be able maybe to come in and get the cigar. And, and then they go smoke outside? Smoke outside, right. And that's something that we just, uh, which obviously, you, you know, me and Hugh have talked about, is put a huge damper on the, not just the U.S., but the entire planet. So right. it's literally every morning you're getting up and checking the news, oh, seeing if God. something's happened. I'm, I'm also checking the weather religiously, too, <laughs> yeah, to see if I can have my entertainment outside. Right. Oh, so, that, so you're, it's like a double... A bad double-edged sword for you, right? So the stress level has got to be. Well, today, today you have a food truck out there as well, right? We have a food truck here today from twelve to ten. Are they um, affected by the weather if it starts to rain? No, no, I don't think he is because he's pretty. He's enclosed there. Most I mean, infected. he's infected yeah, with how up, much he sells, but people don't show up much of the training. So, just so you know, we got our viewers. We always put the comments right up on the screen so right. that everyone can see it. So, Chris, a good friend of mine from Long Island, says cigars. Who said cigars? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris. So, Chris, you got to take a trip down here, bro. So, it's a good reason right. to visit here. Come here. Emerson Cigars out of Maker's Craft Brewery in No Fuck, no fuck Virginia. No right. Fuck Virginia. So, Greg, you were in the Navy, right? Greg. What'd you do? I was a corpsman. Oh, all right, Doc. Nice. X-ray check. X-ray still, still doc. Still yeah, doc. Yeah, still it is. I never, I never did anything exciting like go to war. Or yeah, but it doesn't matter what you do. If you're a foreman <laughs> or a CS, nobody pisses. X-ray techs in my book are great because they told me when I was all fucked up. I was a master at arms, but oh, yeah. I was the combat side of it, so it was for half my career. And then he's a CB. Fucking hammer. Yeah, my dad was a CB. No, get the fuck out of here. He was long ago. What did he do? Do you know? He like, CB'd. Like, he CB'd. Oh, he CB'd. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. He built no, shit. He built shit, and when people looked at us, we shit. shot at him. He built shit. <laughs> so I had to take a picture to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, 
only one the only people who know what we actually do are us. Every other person is like, what do you mean? What do they do? I know construction battalion, so you build shit. Yeah, that's like the extent of it. It's crazy. The army and the marines, they're always like, I need this done. Like, oh, that's a welding job. I'm a carpenter. No, it's a CV on your chest. I'm gonna need you to make that shit happen. I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, we'll try to put this together. Quantity, not quantity, quality, right? You're gonna, you're gonna paint that, right? So how? So Greg, tell me, how long has Maker's been open? Opened, I think, uh, March 9th last year, 2019. So it's been a very short time. So you're still it's been a year. Nice. We're still, you know, well, we're just getting really good, and then, um, and then this all happened. So how long have you guys been open back up since the virus? You you shut this, down, right? Yeah. Well, we we were available for curbside pickup and. Um, and delivery, we we offer delivery. Okay. We still offer delivery and curbside pickup, but either, either way, but that's more prevalent now since the whole right. COVID nineteen. We're open nineteen. I mean, we're open only outside right now. So, I mean, they can come and get the beer. One hundred and forty-five people can go, and you have you have umbrellas and coverings or something out there. We have about twelve tables, and I think close to thirty to forty. Well, thirty to forty Adirondack chairs. Um, nice. Maybe more. Um, the tables all have umbrellas, so we can roll up umbrellas and nice. Sunny out there because we don't have a lot of shade. Yeah, this trees. humidity came and hit the area. Oh, yeah, the oh, trouble. Oh, well, love, 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 love to sweat it out, man. Love to sweat it yes. out. So, but yeah, I hate the sweat. Oh, wait, I can't. I was telling you, it's funny because my daughters <laughs> always laugh at me because I'm always, as you can see here, I bought two of your t-shirts because mm-hmm. I'm sweating through them already, <laughs> which just keep giving you guys money. But they look but, so good on you, I appreciate One you're going to cut into a crop top, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm going to, I yeah. should go back to the 80s, the mesh, the mesh. Uh, totally should, yeah. <laughs> Let it hang out. Know. Let it hang out, brother. I don't know. Either that or, or uh, put Let on it, some rollerblades. Let it hang we, out. Had some, we had some people in here with rollerblades before, so and I, I said I haven't seen those since 97. So I'm going to bring back the 80s, the 80s prop top, prop top and you're gonna and the 90s roller, rollerblades, and then I'm going to do the 2000 hip-hop hat, and then mm-hmm. oh, generation, generation, uh, generation. Yeah. It'll be good. It's it. so the whole 10-year window yeah, just, of fashion was a travesty, <laughs> but also completely, show you why I didn't completely have up. <laughs> acceptable at the same time. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be, it'll be great. It'll be a good thing. I don't know how many people enjoy seeing that <laughs> with all of this love that well, I get. Back then, nobody fucking cared. There's so much love to show, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you said you just you just got here doing doing this, but you were what were you doing before for the brewery? I'm also a real estate agent. Oh, there you go. Hey, if anyone wants to buy a house, there's your man right there. Yep. Just message the page. We'll get him everything yep. you need. There so, you go. You want to sell, sell your house? Just do it anyway, just so he can make a little money. How'd you, <laughs> how'd you make that transition from real estate to uh, front of house management to brewery? Wow, I um I started doing um some on the side graphic work for Felicia. Um, okay. Oh, that's cool. She's Eleanor's wife. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, making banners and posters for advertising and what, whatnot. And um, she liked a lot of my ideas I had. Bounced some ideas off of her about things in the brewery. It just grew from there. I, yeah. And I, so I, an unintentional I an promotion. And, yeah, unten- unintentional. Well, my it was, it was kind of a side job. I wasn't an employee of the brewery. Yeah, yeah. Until so I came contract, from the house. Kind of so yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. How, how long have you been real estate? Almost four years. Okay. I started in South Carolina before I moved over. Oh, part. Uh, Columbia area. Oh, okay, nice, nice. The Midlands. Yeah, the Midlands. Yes, yeah. my, my my media company took such a huge hit. And, you know, being a real estate agent, I do real yeah. estate photography, yeah. and it was just when this whole coronavirus hit, it was just like it's a huge wake up call. Yeah. And it's really kind of yeah. interesting to see 
how some of the real estate agents are doing the virtual, the virtual tours, tours, tours and stuff like that, which yeah. is really yeah. cool is, you know, to, to see how they quickly transitioned, mm-hmm. especially some of the agents have been around for such a long time because real estate, that's a community where once you have a, once you start doing something, it's kind of, you're in that mode. You just consistently, yeah. consistently. Yeah. That's funny to me that they only really bought into it out of necessity, the 3D tours and whatnot, because I, I, I've been looking for homes at homes for a long time and some of them didn't have them. Right. And you, you were only lucky to find one if it was like a mega McMansion or something yeah. like that. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh crap, it's necessary. Like you tell me three, four years ago, you didn't think it would be a really good idea. Cause you can look at 48 photos of a home but based on how they're uploaded, you don't really know what the layout of that home is. No, really not, there's not a, on a real estate site, the layout is not usually published. And yeah. it, but it's, uh, it's funny that they all went uh, to that 3D tour, but uh, at the same time, like the market really hasn't dipped that much. No, not at all. Actually, like, it, it didn't. Good. It didn't take yeah. people. It's not a buyer's. It's not necessarily a buyer's market, but it's not exactly a seller's market either. It's, it's, just, the it's just the market. The market's like, hey, we're, you know, it turns out buying a house, you can do that six feet apart. You well, just, it's crazy uh, just, the way the, just the way the world's going, you know, places like this that offer so much, mm-hmm. you know, to come and just socialize and everything, which people need, to me, people need this right now right. is because it was a huge, it, it happened so fast Right. when it was just like, the president was like, we're shutting down. You know, when he finally yeah. made that decision and then the governors were just like, shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. And everyone's learning as they're going along. But I really feel like watching the news the last couple of days, corporate businesses are really taking heed yeah. into the future on remote, on, you know, working remote, working remote, teleworking. Yeah, teleworking, yeah, yeah. which is going to probably be great for you guys to be able to come to a place like this, yeah. use the Wi-Fi, yeah. work, have good beer, smoke a cigar yeah. and get your work done at once. That's probably just going to bring your business up. Sure. So is that something Certainly you guys have looked into? Like something that's in I mean, of course we offer, offer the free Wi-Fi. Um, yeah. And anybody is welcome here to come work. That's awesome. Bring it. Yeah. You can, yeah. Bring your laptops and work. You guys, do, yes. you guys do curbside, curbside pickup and delivery, which yeah. services like that have existed for a while now, but now COVID's going to make you guys busy. Well, I think <laughs> even when the whole, when the, when the virus comes and goes, right. People are going to be like, oh, let's go down to the, oh, I'm feeling a little sick. Let's order 78 beers online and go pick them up, have them put them in the trunk. They'll bring them to us. And then we go back to the fucking house and get hammered in our backyard and I have to worry about a ticket or an Uber going to get in our car the next day. That'd, right. be, that'd be a pretty big fucking deal. No, that'd be great. That'd yeah, be absolutely really great. No, this place is absolutely beautiful. You know, what the owners have done and just, you know, just the atmosphere yeah. walking and just meeting you for the first time was today. Yeah. It's just... I almost feel like I'd want to move back to Norfolk, I'll be honest. I'm driving through here. Yes, you put that evil in the universe. Yeah, I almost feel like I want to move back to Norfolk. Where were you stationed in the Navy? If you don't mind my asking. Um, Pensacola first. Okay. Then here. So, yeah. so you've been here at Portsmouth Naval, yeah. And then. You worked up at Portsmouth Naval Medical Center? Yeah. My daughter, my oldest daughter was born there. Yeah, that was. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was. A long uh, time ago. Not that long ago. <laughs> well, ten years, I guess ten years is is long. Ten years. Yeah, would you that, would you consider that um, everybody loves Raymond came out in nineteen ninety six? I 20, hate you. Twenty four so years much. ago. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Twenty four years ago. I was fourteen. Uh, yeah, I was not. How old were you? Ninety four. <laughs> uh, let's see. I was ninety four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're aging beautifully. I don't know what you're doing to yourself. Twenty six. Ninety four. I was in the name. I was I was ninety one through ninety. That's six years because I joined right out of high school and then I actually got um, 
medically retired at 15. Oh, wow. Which was, and I've said this before, which when it first happened, just mentally took a huge, mm-hmm. I took a huge hit because a year prior to me getting forced retired, I signed up for my last six. Oh, uh, yeah. So I was already and mentally, I'm like, yeah, I fucking you. did it. Yeah. I got this yeah, 20, you know what? I was an E6. I went from E1 because I started off as a right. fireman recruit. Oh. Working down in the bowels of the ship. Jesus, you had those shit. skills when you joined. I joined none. I was just like, hi, my name's Billy. I like to write my name in crayon, and I want to do something. <laughs> can, you, can you let me find a paperwork? <laughs> you know what, You're like, yeah, we'll take you, your retard. Let's go. <laughs> you got out five years ago now? Actually, September. This September will be five. So five years. My, year my old man retired in 2007, and you didn't serve in the 2000s, correct? No, no, not no, at all. No. So I remember when my dad, in like when he made chief, he and my mom had a conversation where basically he was like, "I'm literally doing this the minimum amount of time to play retirement because I'm fucking done with this environment." So mm-hmm. I can only imagine. Well, you did five more years after that. In yeah, which, it was hard. Which, Once I became, don't ask, don't tell. Went away in 2011, and yeah. then the transgender conversation was happening right at the end of your time in. Yeah, and so like. Would you really have wanted to do five? Well, could you, could you? It wasn't just that. It was being a master in arms. Mm-hmm. So going from engineering and then just because of when I joined, I literally joined on September 5th of 2000. So it was a year and six days before 9-11. And the ship I happened to be on was in the North Arabian Gulf mm-hmm. on 9-11. And then what ramped it up even more was I'm originally from New York City. Mm-hmm. So it was not just a patriotic nationwide thing. It was also, you know, um, towards New York, like the, you're, that's my home. That's right. I have yeah. family that lives there. You know, like and back then there wasn't the internet like it is now. There was no snap. It was snail. You used to have to use a call home and like a, a tra- an AT&T still had to, trailer. I still had to put my emails on a disc and hand them to the IT department. They had to screen them <laughs> and then send them out through satellite. That's how oh, bad it was. Old. I old fuck, fuck you. <laughs> but yeah, so it was. That's that's. That was hard because we had no communication with the outside world. We're floating in the middle of the ocean yeah. for three months. So that was – so this quarantine social distance shit, I'm like, yeah. yeah. Life is so terrible. But, All right, let me just calm the fuck down. But, yeah, watching <laughs> I and, you know, because you, you saw these rates. Like my first LPO was an old BT1, an old boiler. Boilertech. Yeah. Rusty, old, no. just – Salty bastard. Fuck, fucking hated fuck all of you. Here. You new fireman. Yeah. I'm right. good. He's so you, my, no my first day. I showed up to the to the ship in my blues, right? Dungarees? No, in my dress blues. Okay. So I'm in my dress blues. Yeah. Oh fuck. Well, back you then you were supposed to. Yeah. So I showed up in my dress blues, and my BT1 happened to be up on the quarter deck when I showed up. And he goes, "You're my guy," and I went, "Oh, mommy, why did I sign up here?" That was a bad decision. I don't want to do this anymore. My first two days in the pit were literally scrubbing the bilge in my dress blues while BT1 Fairchild stood over the the deck plates and he moved them, stood like this, and he's like, I like the way you do that. I love new fireman recruits. (laughs) (laughs) He was better makes that shit shine, boy. I was just like, like, you you probably got out really, because I don't don't know that you would have liked five to seven more years in. No, I was done. I was yeah, watching. I, mean, I was watching I mean, that horrible a, transition. I've been mean, just yeah. a reserve, and even I'm over here like, "Fuck, you're lucky I put in this much money towards retirement because I'm I'm fucking ready to call it quits." And you were in like a prime time when 
It was safe. Well, it was, it was safe in a different manner. Right. Like you, you could get away with speaking to people differently. You could get away with conducting yourself differently. My uncle was in in the 90s. He was a corner as well. Yeah. He sold cigarettes that he, he'd go buy tobacco and then buy the papers. And then when you ran out, he would be like, hey, I'll sell you a bundle. And he would like hand roll himself. He had this little little clasp thing. You like put the tobacco in the paper and, roll, yeah. and it would roll it yourself. See, there are a lot of people that don't know what that is. You're, you're like, oh, you know, I, I had one of those. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. So he would sell for like a nickel and make like four extra grand a month just roll fucking cigarettes. You get you do that yeah, shit now, that. you're gonna get shut down, you're gonna get captain's mask, push into the agenda and whatnot. We are our IT guys when we were underway, they we they used to you could go down and give them like five bucks and they'll play whatever movie you wanted on the team. <laughs> <laughs> so my, I was talking to the IT one after the point, I said, IT one, how much money did you make? He goes, I was paying my car payment with all your fucking money. <laughs> Justin, Joe, Justin from ODUSBA does, uh, they said the Student Veterans Association does Friday cigars and beer during the semester here. Oh, nice. There That's you go. Yeah, yeah. So ju- Justin, we, and we have a really good working relationship with them also. So yeah, we, ju- we just announced uh, Thursday, partnership. we're going to partner with them. They're going to come on our show and do veteran GI Bill updates and things like Very that. Nice. Yeah, at least once, maybe twice a month. So, so we'll uh, try to get this place as busy as possible for you. Good. Yeah, keep five, five minutes. Yeah, yeah, anybody, y'all can yeah. park the cars in my place. We can <clears> in groups, together. parties. We have a four thousand square foot event. Um, event Studio, warehouse, yeah, warehouse. whatever. Location. Event um, facility, facility. Yeah, that's yeah. Facility. <laughs> facility, <laughs> facility, <laughs> facility works. Facility um, works. Thinking of work. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's like I think it's four thousand. See, the crayons did work. Weddings, <laughs> weddings. Um, oh, nice. You know, we'll, have, we'll have bigger concert probably back there when we have bigger music. Things. Nice. Actually, my, my buddy, my buddy Chris, um, that's watching right now, the one that was commenting, he actually has a band, so maybe I can. Oh, nice. Maybe if he ever makes it down this way, we can have him Absolutely. swing, swing Absolutely. through. Dude, I forgot about the wedding thing. I, I, I came here like January or maybe end of February, and I met this woman whose daughter was getting married here. So they were here checking out the venue, mm-hmm. and they invited me to the wedding. To the wedding, they're they're like, "Do you want to come?" And I was like, "I don't know anybody." And she's like, "Well, I'm the mother of the bride, so you can come if you want to." Now you know me. So I put it in my <laughs> calendar, right? And then I had forgotten about it. it popped oh. up in like April, I think was mm. is when it was supposed to be. It was like, "Oh, don't forget about this wedding next week." And I was like, yeah, "Oh shit, that's canceled. hard canceled." Yeah, yeah, definitely did not happen. And I was like, "Oh fuck," I was really looking forward to that. Like I was gonna go pick up a hot bridesmaid or something, and that would have been the tits. Oh my god! <laughs> well, it's not like I had to supply alcohol; it was already here. So right. you know, yeah, that's true. Good to go. Yeah, with the student veterans organization, um, we just part like Hugh said, we just partnered with them Thursday. So that's awesome that they do the events here, and, and Justin. Um, I'll make sure he comes in and introduces yeah, himself to sure. you. He's a really, really good, yeah, really good guy. Nice. And, what's, and what's good? He was just some mariner. He's not all there, but he's he's all right. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck you stay in a big black tube. You can ask my dad. He did it for like 15 years. Yeah, no, couldn't do it. You know, I think the only reason that we moved to Italy is because my mom was like, "We're leaving Bremerton or divorcing." And he was, like, King's he was like, "Cool, Georgia. wrap it up, get out of here." Because the gate guards only have one tooth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check you around. Hey, welcome to King Mate, Georgia. That's how the hill people sound. So, Cor- so Corman, how so? How long did you say you were in again? Six and a half. Six and a half years. Yeah. So, Corman. Oh God. When I was I was stationed in um in Groton at the clinic. I was the chief master at arms mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the clinic. Oh, and it, was, it was literally one of the hardest mentally. From not losing my shit mm-hmm. because it was just Corman, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Hey, MA one," and I'm just like, 
keep giving me that tone, you fuck in your car. You can watch a car go by on a tow truck. Piece of shit. I know I'm the only one here. I know I have no one to back me up. Stop harassing me. <laughs> This is after 2005. This is a nice. I don't like it. This is Connecticut. I want my crayons back. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really funny because I had this HM1 who used to fuck with me all the time. He's like, keep talking shit to me and I'll erase your medical record. And I'm just like, ah, 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 I'm sorry. Right? It's <laughs> so funny because we tell people too, like, yeah, like, you need to keep copies of everything, keep copies yeah, of everything. And time. then you're like, oh, I'll just go to medical and get it. And the medical's like, what do you mean you want to check your record out for? <laughs> you don't have one. Oh, it's my record. Like, no, it's the government's record. Oh shit! There was actually a girl. <laughs> they came hard. There was actually a girl on Navy Times. Actually, she was right stationed right here in, in Norfolk. Mm-hmm. Um, the, her first four years, she went to re-enlist electronically. Nothing. Lost her entire record. So it was almost like she served four years for free. For well, she was getting paid. Her service record, but her service she record no validation. was gone. <laughs> So they had to dig deep into. I guess everything gets backed up on a big, wow. huge, big Navy server. Oh, but I'm sure. I would be microfiche. <laughs> <laughs> with the old perforated print-up paper. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> with the, oh, that'd be with the old tear it off after it's done. Oh, that would be fucking. Terrible. So you guys have a food truck here today, right? That's coming in. Yeah, we've got. Um, it's here already. Um, Joe. Nine, I think. Uh, oh wow! Till eight. Till eight. Um, okay. It's, so, we, um, so we can eat that burrito. Burrito. Oh, it's gonna be. Delicious. I don't know what it is with white people and Mexican food, but that shit is bomb. Yeah, yes. there's some Mexicans here too. Oh, <laughs> nice. Keeping it authentic. <laughs> <laughs> so you can have live music today. We allow everybody here, by the way. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Is that right? Oh, yeah. everybody. It's very here. progressive to you in yeah. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> what was the question? Okay. I love the disclaimer. What was the question? <laughs> so, do you have a, are you going to have live music today? We were, we had it, but canceled because storms were oh, that's right. coming yeah, through around right. 6 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, because be because why don't we start the hurricane season off early this year, right? Yeah. See, down in sure. North Carolina, we was, for what I do, for my job, it's been a disaster. It's when I live close to one of the major rivers in North, North Carolina, right. and they're talking about having, we got flash flood warnings and all this crazy stuff. So, well, yeah. I'm telling you know, I think I said this a couple episodes ago that with us not driving around, there's not being a lot of cars on the road, right. that there's a possibility we're affecting the natural, well, what's called the natural in parentheses, natural order of things. You know, like, mm-hmm. um, we had an unseasonably long cool streak up here in Norfolk this year. Like I couldn't believe last week it was in the 40s. Oh, yeah. Wow. And, so nice and the last what is it today? It's 70. It's 170 with 81 right now. With, 81 right with now. About and it, was supposed to, it wasn't supposed to get past like 74 or 75, but here we are. It's one today. I hate yeah. it. You're probably like this too. I hate it when I just sit here. I sweat. Yeah, I can sit the in the humidity. middle of the bed in a 65 degree room and sweat. It's doing nothing. But I love food. <laughs> it's not exactly your fault. I feel you, brother. Yeah, it's, I feel you. It's so bad. Yeah. I tell, oh my god! In the last two weeks, it's <laughs> been fucking food. rainy and overcast during the week. It's, so that's weird, man. It's a lot Which of, is not good for us. I mean, not for you know, because you're all of your sitting inside right outside now. right yeah. now. So, so at, do you, do you hold guys? On, hold on, hold on. Are your Adirondack chairs sealed? Sure. We'll yes. Go you. Uh, yes. Shut up, CB. Absolutely. Now, listen, I'll bring you a can from home. We'll make sure they don't turn green. Yeah, come out here and seal all the chairs. Oh, I'm not doing anything. All my classes are online. Come on, bring it out. So, because you have the outside seating area, do you allow like people with their dogs? Like, because me and dogs, you, dogs so, are allowed as long as they're on leash. Yeah. Uh, as long as they're on leash. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. Because and you're holding the leash. Yeah, me. Well, that's a good. You know what? That's a pretty Guinness. fair comment. Whis- Some of these people are like, oh, my dog's on a leash, but it's like an 85 foot extension leash. Like, 
No, no, no. No, no, no. Six, six foot, no more. Yeah. That's a law. Yeah, because yeah, whiskey and Guinness are hiding right now. Well, whiskey's loving that cold steam in Florida. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, she heard yeah. her name. Uh-huh. She heard her, yeah. Guinness, Guinness is like, no, no. She's loving that cold steam. I'll, I'll wait until you were a man. Come here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's so cute. Smile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Daddy loves you. She's just an attention whore. That's all she is. Um, dude, she got out of the car and came in, in the house and was like whipping around. She almost fell down. You so excited? Oh yeah, she almost came downstairs and I have a prayer. somewhere else. Yeah, well, I have a prayer rug at the front, which is upside down. It's for all the mud and whatnot. Yeah, I said it. And she came downstairs <laughs> full bore, fifteen steps, and hit that thing. And I thought for sure she was going out the glass screen door. I was mm-hmm. like, oh Jesus Christ, we're about to lose one of them. So how many beers? I'm seeing. Is that all the beer? No, we've had. Because you have a you have a master master brewer. We have a brewmaster. A brewmaster. Get it yeah. right, Billy. Fuck. <laughs> I, I just drink the shit. I don't make it. <laughs> no, it's not shit. This is high quality. About three more besides that. We just um, um, two kegs Probably. of seltzer just kicked. Hard seltzer just kicked. You guys last make a night hard this seltzer? morning. We did. We had it for the past two weeks, and we only had one keg of each. We're gonna be making more. Nice. So yeah. I didn't realize that you guys did stuff other than beer. So you, you make we also make root beer and craft sodas. Get um, the fuck out of here. Root beer, wild cherry soda. So you have about like 21 different drinks here. Six of which. Four of which are not like your all When you get off this camera, don't focus oh, on the camera. There's a camera here? Yeah, oh, there, there we go. I was so convincing. <laughs> <laughs> so you have about 20 drinks, four of which are not alcoholic, two of which are not beer. Down, Correct. More or less. Correct. Down. It's pretty dope. You guys, and, and, and then we do Rattlers and um, and um, Shandy's. Shandy, Shandy takes the wild cherry soda at our pills sale and makes a black cherry Shandy. And then the, the Rattler is our ginger beer and the pills. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. And those, those are regularly available? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna have Cody make one of those next. Yeah. Shandy sounds amazing. The Shandy's nice on a good hot day. Well, oh yeah, absolutely. Given the way to me, that's a beach beer. Given the way we're going right now, today's a hot day. Oh, it's really yeah, it's a hot day. Yeah, it's nice outside. Shandy. Well, Greg, man, listen, we appreciate you fucking sitting down with us. I man. appreciate you having me. I know the cameras are making you sweat a little more than normal. Am I listening? We appreciate you guys opening thank up you. to us. Yeah, thank you so thank much, brother. I appreciate. Now I'm gonna bring your hand sanitizer. Yeah. <laughs> and a cherry soda. Yes. Thank you. Yes, yes brother. Okay. Hercules. Um, Hercules. Thanks. Dude, this place is. I'm glad we did this. This is awesome. I hope that some of our viewers that are, are, are watching, our fans, are able to make it here and support this awesome business. Obviously. Yeah, so for those of you that are maybe just chiming in, we just spoke with Greg Winker, the front of house manager at uh, Maker's Craft Brewery, which is where we're at today here in Nuffield, Virginia. And uh, like I said, they got about 16 beers on tap. They make their own shandies. They got uh, sodas for uh, you know, people who drink. They, I think they just tap. I think they just tap like a raspberry something or other. Last night it's I saw. Crazy video, man. man, it's and, crazy. Uh, so they're they were they're very welcoming, allowing us to to do this here. So uh, to later on today, we're going to speak with. Uh, the owner, uh, Rick Mariani, and his son Mike, and maybe even the bartender, uh, depending on how busy he is. Uh, Caleb out there is is mixing me up some good stuff. That's awesome. Um, yeah, we're gonna get some good food too. I'm, so, I'm kind of upset about the band, but that's okay. I mean, these storms no, are the, the food truck like a fucking big ass fucking burrito. Like I don't know, as soon as you said that, I started salivating. So, so. 
Dude, like, Mexican- this is Taco Bell near my house, so I can always get my Mexican fix, my Mexican fix. <laughs> but honestly, a dude making it out of a truck. So the best one I think I've ever had, I was in California for sea school, and they had, um, what's up, man? Good. So they had this food truck, two times a day, and they were, it was like three and a half bucks. You eat like a full breakfast burrito and a sweet tea. Like three and a half bucks. What's going on, brother? So introduce yourself to everyone. Hey, everybody. I'm Michael Mariani or Mike Mariani or whatever you want to call me. Well, whatever you want to call me. <laughs> Thanks for being here, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Of course. So, so your parents own the place, right? Yeah. Which yeah. means you have how much involvement? Uh, plenty. I mean, yeah. you're, the, you're, the, you're the in-house beer taster specialist, right? One, yes. <laughs> I come up with all the descriptions for the labels. I work with our designer for label design, stuff like that. I do all the that's POS cool. system work, website work. Holy shit, that's a lot. Yeah. That's that's not just being involved because your parents are involved. No, that's, 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 that's awesome, involved. Greg. That's, Thank you so very much. how you did before they, they opened the brewery. Okay. I have a sec. I have another job. Okay. Which is right. Right. you say it's hooking? No, it's okay. not hooking. It's not hooking. Not yet. But hey, it's runny. It's very watery. I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. That's what she said. Why is it? Why does it keep leaking? <laughs> so before your parents opened up this brewery yes. and incited you to come and do all the tech stuff they didn't want to learn how to do, mm-hmm. what did you do? Well, I still do it. Um, oh, okay. Pardon? Yeah, we said we have a. We actually have a second business. Oh, get the fuck out. Yeah. San Pino Mariani and Company is our hotel furniture manufacturing business. So we, oh, make, wow. we make custom hotel furniture. That's That's, a, how, do you, how, does, how do you get into that? I could have swore that hotel furniture That is not something you hear I I every day. I would have bet my life savings hotel furniture is on a conveyor belt and is all the same worldwide. No. You, you can buy it. Generally, these days, it comes out of, like, China, Vietnam, that kind of stuff. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, it, used thanks, it used to be based here. In North, North really? Carolina, it was, like, the capital of, basically, the hotel. Well, hotel that's the whole thing is High Point, North yeah, Carolina. They actually still, they still have if, small if, contingents of it down there. What's so woodworking industry down there. Wow. Is unbelievable. Yeah. I have some good friends, and I'm sure they're watching. They usually do. <laughs> that um, run a company called Safe House Studios, and okay. they're the owner. Jason is actually he's kind of like my mentor. Is how I got into the producing side of like this. Okay. So you actually have to go. It's in Greensboro, so you have to go through like High Points right there. Mm-hmm. So I was always curious. I'm like, they have the furniture festival. Yep. Where no people? Shit. No, this yeah. is no joke. Like, I'm, look, I'm getting goosebumps. Market, it's serious business. People come from all over the fucking world. Really? Flying to High Point, North Carolina. We're talking like some of the top, top like interior designers of, the, of like billionaires yep. come into High Point to to their wood to, to just to talk to the woodworkers. Mm-hmm. So it's you, insane. So, you, so that's wow. that's your other. That's what you normally do. That's, that's, your what, that's my day job. Holy shit. So that's what I do eight eight to five. Then I come over here after work and do some stuff here if I'm not doing it over there. I mean, do you just do you do the tech stuff over there as well? I do it here, there, both places. Laptop. So it's not laptop, laptop cell phone. Yeah, oh, laptop shit. cell phone, work at on the you're there with something they can do right now. Yeah, that's nice. Only when I'm talking to our designers. How long has that company been around? This, this is your famous company? Yeah. This iteration is since ninety six. Okay. So you about what twenty four years now? Oh, wow. And I run the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Same year as everybody loves Raven. 
hate you so much. Don't listen to him. That must, must be a running gag. Oh, my. No, they would just make it fun of me because I'm fucking significantly older than him. <laughs> just significantly, just measurably. Shut the hell up. <laughs> so the first, this iteration since 1996. Yes. And before that. Before that, there was a couple different things that my dad had done. Like, well, I mean, he started off as a landscaper. Started doing woodworking in a garage. He was going to okay. be like the artist kind of stuff. Was he trying to really, like, really go with this whole Italian Renaissance? Oh, you should, you should <laughs> see some of these. You should see some of the pieces he's got in his house. He's freaking ridiculous. Mariani is not an Irish name by no, any means whatsoever. Hard Italian. Yeah. Just, Cooper, Cooper comes from my mom's side, and that's where this comes from. Sure, sure. Yeah. I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just say you're Northern Italian. <laughs> Or the, the impressionable region. So that's crazy. I've never. So that's a very fixated industry to be in. Yeah. So and that hotels are going up like crazy, which is yeah. unbelievable. Because just where I live in the, I, I live in Tobacco Country, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Right off of ninety five, they're building four hotels Holy within shit. like five miles of me right now, and they're literally taking. They're like, we just need enough room for the hotel, a parking lot. That's it. They're like two acres. Yeah, and they'll build a twelve-story Holiday Inn on two, three acres. Yeah, yeah, and put and it you have to 14, furnish fourteen rooms on every floor, and then you have to yeah. furnish that whole thing. Uh-huh. Wow, that's crazy. I can't even, that, yeah, I'm trying, I can't even. I can't even fathom the amount of money you would spend to a company to furnish fourteen rooms times twenty-four floors plus a lobby. I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I'm in sales. That's what I do. I sell the stuff. So, wow. Do you sell to you sell to and a hotel and hotel as an individual, or do you have like a generally it goes through a purchasing agent? Okay. There's interior designers. It's not like you're, and we're working with people all over the country. So, like, someone buying stuff out of Arizona, the designers in Chicago, the hotels in Texas. Okay. So, yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah. yeah. What? So, give me a, give me just give me a number you can think of if you uh, of the furniture you provide to a hotel. Mm-hmm. The biggest one we've ever done. So far, I'm working on some that are about this size actually right now that I'm trying to sell. Anyway, uh, was the Grand Hyatt in Washington, D.C., which was 2,000 rooms. Holy shit. Three and a half million dollars. Oh my God. Now, is that Chinese couches? (laughs) We we, we do headboards, dressers, nightstands, that kind of stuff. The wood case good furniture. Holy shit. Now, I'll, 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 I'll be straight. The profits on that. Are way lower than the profits on this. Oh yeah, because you're you're going into a very specific niche. Mm-hmm. Well, niche. Materials cost more, labor costs more. Yeah. yeah. So it's that's so now the that's, there's got to be yeah your profit margin is different. But there's got to be a lot of bidding wars for stuff. Oh, like it's huge. It's insane. It's huge. It's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. So you, you're you're narrowing down a price to where yep. you're like you, you? you can almost be like, well, we're only going to make five percent. Yeah. Off of this. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Even though. The price tag on its seven figures. Yeah, you might not make that seven figures anywhere right. close to it. No, yeah, so that's different. But oh yeah, yeah. a place like this, like we were so talking about, great. So, yeah, so you're, that's what your dad, your dad owns that company. Yes, so my mom used to work there. She retired. I do her job. What nice? What prompted your parents to open up the brewery? Okay. So yeah, I want to I want to hear this story. That's a hell of a transition. That's different from like, oh, we sell furniture to hotels. Let's open up a furniture store. I'm all about the origin story. I want to know how yeah. this so, became. My dad's a hot yeah. He yeah. doesn't sit around. Okay. Like he does not like sitting around. If he's sitting around, he's having a beer, a cigar, and that's it. Like he's yeah. going to bed. But if he's during the day, he likes to be doing something. Earl in the in the 2000s, it was racing BMWs. He did that for a while. 
Then he gave, then after wrecking a few of those, he was like, he was, he was like, I just don't have the time and effort to keep building these cars. So I'm going to start doing something else. Well, I mean, you, you, you have to, it's a spec series thing. So you have to make them all exactly Holy the same. Holy shit. Yeah, it's all, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he started brewing beer. My mom got him a brewing kit, one of those, you know, little glass things yeah. and stuff. A few years at, like in the early 2010s, mid 2010s, something like that. Early yeah. 2010s, probably. And then he started brewing his garage. And then it kept getting bigger. Like he, he, he got bigger stuff. He got started moving to stainless steel, like little, little, little baby stainless steel, yeah. uh, everything. And then he, he was like, well, I want to make a lager. So he took an old refrigeration unit and turned that into a lagering thing to keep the fermentation cool. What? Then he built a, he, then he built a kegerator out of an old freezer. And That's awesome. Jesus. I need one of those. So yeah. this, is, this is an evolutionary kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. You just wake up and be like, beer's where it's at. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't one of those things that's he was, like... He was doing it as a hobby. He was like, Mike, I got a really good idea. We need to find a building. Let's oh, become no. brewers. He so wasn't going to do this. This he, was he over... Was a hobby. So yeah. when did oh, this he start? Had he had no inclination to open a brewery. At, at the at beginning, first, no. All right, so I started brewing with him eventually. Yeah. And then a few years after we started brewing... He kept, he kept just like being you know, he, he would take it to the racetracks because he still goes sometimes. He sells a cup. Well, he wouldn't sell it. Take, sell, he would just take it to drink with his buddies. And they were like, oh, you should open a brewery. And he kept, he kept bragging about how his beer is so good. Everyone selling each other the brewery. I was like, well, why don't you? Yeah. I mean, we were sitting there brewing. It's days like, I don't know, when it's 90 degrees outside, yeah. it's 110 inside the garage. It's brutal, brutal stuff we were making. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it was good beer. So eventually. Awesome. I how did you, how'd you guys find this location? Which is, I feel like I feel like these are like I feel like these are sheer luck, like kind yeah. of like that. Like you're kind of just looking and you're looking and you're looking, and then you're like, "What the fuck is that?" Wait, how long? <laughs> have you been open just over a year. Um, yeah, March. Just right? over a year. Or March. March was our grand opening. February we had our soft opening of last year. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Well, so what was this before? Do you before, know? Before right now. Before right now, it was. Um, the the like truck repair place of auxiliary systems is a company that has buildings all over. So the company that need, the company cars came over here from from that, their location to get it, fixed. Yeah. Okay. But originally it was a plumbing supply warehouse. Wow. And there was actually train tracks that went through what's now our parking lot, and huh. they basically would load most stuff off the train, store it here. If it needs to go somewhere, put it on the train, whatever. We found we found them. The train tracks were there when we dug yeah. up for the parking lot. No shit. And like and like, <laughs> you pull the rails out of the ground. And like, oh three, my god! Like a crap load of uh, old what are they called cobblestones? You know, like the old cobblestone yeah, 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 like yeah, old Boston Street type. Oh thing. Yeah. yeah, all the cobblestones you see out there is stuff we pulled out of there. The and we gave out. away probably I don't know a thousand pounds worth of them. That's wow. Old, I mean, that's what they were. They were old. So it's crazy. So this was pretty much just a repair facility for vehicles. It yes. seems like it was everything industrial and boring until mm -hmm. it was a brewery. Oh yeah, and then you. I mean, it had all the cool stuff. The vault, like the oh yeah, I mean, I know, I know you guys can't see it, but just, just like the main. You know the main woodwork up here is just—it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's I see. Growing up in the northeast, it's all solid in a very history-rich area of, of bro. That might be North actual. Island. Island. Mm -hmm. That might be so actual. So I love when like, I see like old architecture and stuff like that, and then to be able tense. to transform it into dude this because this place is yeah. this place is beautiful. Yeah, dude, that it's might be actual. That might be actual two by ten. 
instead of yeah, it's amazing. Instead it's of actually absolutely amazing. Nine, yeah, I think, I think it is. And the only way you can find out is if you come down here, guys. Yeah. Everyone is watching. It's hey. the only way you can see it. And yeah, the beer's good. And the beer's very good. Uh-huh. So I actually had a question about hey, go ahead, go ahead. about the beer because we were talking to Greg about it before. So you yeah. have all these beers up here. You have about three more. You're doing the the sodas. You're doing the seltzers. Now, when you when the brewmaster, not the master, it's not the master. When the, brew, when the brewmaster makes the beer, when he's like, okay, and you, I think it's she, she here or she, sorry, when she's gotten to the point and everyone feels like, okay, this is this right here, this IPA or whatever is perfected for us. Do you patent those? Are those something, or is it just? Not really. No, but you, so but it's you just an in-house well, recipe. Well, but you don't, yeah, but you don't put your recipes out there. No, 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 no that's what I'm saying. So it's an in-house secret. So somebody yeah. accidentally made it when they accidentally yeah, yeah. made it. Yeah. I mean, if you're in the home brewing circles, basically, you can see, like, how to make this beer, how to make this yeah, beer. Yeah. It's like, there's I was just curious from that side. It, I mean, you could technically, if you wanted to go that route, yeah. be like, this is ours and then screw everybody else. Yeah, probably. But I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, I feel like there's, a, there's, a, gen- there's a genuine science behind Oh, yeah. yeah but the amount of effort it's to go serious. in and make one of these beers is insane. You know, like, you'd be lucky to make, to mimic it at home. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Down to, the, down to the exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're also offering college courses now for this. You get a master's yeah, you get a master's degree in brewmaster. In brewmaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. crazy. Hey, how many of these beers are any of these beers for dad's recipes? Oh, the ones up there right now? No. The one, the red IPA is based on uh, his original red IPA. Okay. Which is it's not the same, but it's similar. Okay. Uh, back when we had uh, what we called the CJ Dippa. I remember that one. Yeah, that was me and his recipe. Okay. But we had to tweak it because hops that are available at home brewers are not available at quantity. Citra hops, for instance, mm-hmm. everybody uses it. So like, it's really at hard home or in this size? In, in, in this size. Okay. It's like all the big breweries are buying what's called futures. So they buy crops that are not ready yet. Holy shit. I didn't so know that, that. Yeah, so it makes it really hard to find some hops. Hops okay. can be really so, hard. So some of these are based on his recipes. Then. Some of them, yeah. Um, well, your mother's name's Felicia. Correct. And thank you, Felicia, for following us, which she just <laughs> did. So I just wanna I just wanna say thank you for that. She, she, she was taking a nap, so she must have just woke up. You so, know what you know what gave me the idea is one of our episodes she popped up as the viewing thing. And then I came here after they opened and I was mm-hmm. like, Did I see you on my podcast the other day? She goes, Yeah, I think so. And I'm like, I'm sorry for the language. <laughs> <laughs> so just like just she like worse than me and my oh, it's, yeah, it's 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 yeah, I'm talking to your dad, he's hilarious. And when I told him my last name, he was just like, Oh, you giddy. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I feel like I'm at home. So I was like, I love this place. Virginia's so far from New York, but they don't make it feel like that. <laughs> they don't make it feel like that. <laughs> I mean, our families have come out of, uh, what is it, Framingham. That's where our, okay. yeah. you know, all his cousins and stuff are up there. Oh, wow. Holy okay, shit. yeah. So this place, I mean, I, just like I told Greg, this. thank you for letting us do this here. Oh, I mean, it's an absolute pleasure to be able to help, um, you know, co- Promote, you know, our yeah. podcast and then your amazing brewery. Oh, thanks for coming. Oh, this is I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't realize that you guys had only. I've lived I, up, it means a lot to us. I've only lived up here since April last year, and I didn't realize that you guys were that new. Yeah, we were and, a month old when you got here. Yeah, so I used to That's go to this crazy. brewery down the road from my house. I could walk there, and they relocated. And I was like, I'm not fucking driving all the way out there. <laughs> and I just happened to be driving by some one day. And saw this is a Maker's Craft Brewery, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know what the fuck I was doing before, but I'm not doing it anymore." 
And this is what I do on Thursdays. I'll come down with a cigar and a beer, and I'll read my book or whatever to get away from. So I, I wish where I live in, in North Carolina, they don't really. They do, but you have to drive. You have to get. Yeah, you have to like, put it's like effort, thirty yeah. minutes closer to the city. And, and this Raleigh. is perfect because you guys are on a not a main road, but a moderately well traveled. Well, that's road. one of the reasons we like this area is because it had good exposure. A lot of these breweries are in back in industrial areas and yeah. stuff like that. Or you have to or you have to go to like downtown Virginia Beach or like parts of Chesapeake or Portsmouth. There's yeah. a toll involved. This is a regularly a great traveled location. Route. This is yeah. a regularly traveled the size route of, from, like Greg said, just the size of like an acre okay, outside campus. An yeah. acre this, outside? Yeah. yeah. So like acre. let's call it a one and a half acre plot mm-hmm. in which you can drink and smoke. You can smoke in we'll call it a one eighth acre. No, especially for like one point eight, one and eight. I mean, you are the owner's son, but yeah, 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 yeah. we're dog families, though. Like that's that's what our family. All real Americans are. Three dogs. <laughs> Damn, that's fantastic. And they've always had dogs, and I've got like bulldog and yeah. You know, without you know Guinness and whiskey, uh, my my service dog is really safe. Being you know, and you being a dog lover and your family being that mm-hmm. way, these. Our dogs saved our lives, literally, because, you know, me, you know, I don't know if you know, but me and Hugh have both been to some not so great places in the world, yeah. um, unfortunately. And then the organization that we got them from, um, Leashes of Valor, who I, no matter what I'm doing, I always plug for them because they were able Good. to get me a dog that literally saved my life. So but we were going to we do an event with Leashes down here, and then some shit got in the way last summer. I actually, oh yeah, I remember hearing about this. Yeah, so it's some shit got in the way. We had to cancel, but once this whole thing goes away, I'm know. sure. We, I'm sure. Uh, so, gonna, oh yeah, we'd be happy to have that. Oh yeah, a bunch yeah, of dogs yeah. running around the backyard yeah, that's, that's, with that's, a hoagie truck and some live music. That's this, shit sells, this shit sells itself. Yeah, how can I say no to that? <laughs> yeah, and for what for what Leashes does is you know they they pair um, post nine eleven veterans that were diagnosed with. PTSD, TBI, or MSTs with highly trained service dogs. And I mean, obviously, you can see mm-hmm. Whiskey and Guinness, when we tell them this down, they haven't moved. They're, yeah. they're not moving. They might come over and, since, since I've been here. Yeah, yeah. They might come over and sniff here for a second, but once we, me and you pop a look at it, they're like, oh, I'm seeing you with three. But it's, it's, really, it's really great being able yeah. to come to a place like this where seeing other people with their dogs, the owner's family with their dog, and it. Yeah. Because we always have to, even though we're allowed to go to pretty much anywhere with our dogs. I mean, there's certain we have to evaluate yeah. if it's worth yeah. the amount of effort. And, and I'll tell you what, because it's not just us getting the anxiety when we go out to places. We have to yeah. worry about some of these people. We they can't set them up for failure. Yes. yes. We also like because, like I said, I come here usually on Thursdays during the week, mm-hmm. and your family did not spare any expense on the filtering system in here. So I, I feel very comfortable bringing Guinness and having a cigar, and him usually be laid over the corner one yeah. night, and he's not just inhaling a ton of smoke. Exactly. It's, and it's always 10 degrees cooler in the smoking lounge than it is out there. Well, the door is open, so okay. yeah, that's what do you do about that? And uh, but you know, but, it's, yeah. it's always a really nice environment. Uh, we, uh, you know, we appreciate you guys letting us come out here. Of course, uh, of course. Yeah, I, I hope a lot of other businesses go out. I hope you guys stick around. Uh, <laughs> and it's been really, this has been really cool, especially considering how like, I did my quarantine out of necessity because mm-hmm. there's nowhere to go. Billy did his uh, with his kids, and it, yeah. it, it was nice. When, it was a crazy transition. It was yeah, nice when, right. when you when people started opening back up. I, I think some people, I think a lot, some to a lot of people are probably like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. I'm over here like, let's find out what's going on. Let's see what the limitations are. 
And yeah, I can't sit in the smoking lounge this week, but I can always sit outside. I can still smoke. I can have a beer. Yeah, so like even one of my friends from from New York, you know, she said right here, she said, "You guys uh, aren't wearing face masks." I'm so jealous. <laughs> she, she lives in New York, you yeah. know. So it's like, yeah, up there is just and. While we do have that going on right now, it's yeah. like it's face masks are required in the general brewing area. Just well, we, but for the sake of the podcast, and we all, you know, we've all, yeah, we've all self-assessed had. each other prior to this and everything like yeah. that. Yeah, especially so my industry that I'm in um, back home for what I do for work mm-hmm. is that's one of the biggest things I have to do. So I do, um, I work for a major pest control company. For, it's actually funny, rest of pest. and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's great. But hey, you guys laugh. I make. Money, it's so funny. Yeah, but you also live in the Carolinas. It'd be different yeah. if you had an arrest of pest in Montana. Yeah. Where no. they're just like, but out there of it's Mont- the, 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 own, the owner makes a it's killing. unbelievable. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's unbelievable. So, for that, for when I, you know, I go to, you know, anywhere between 10 to 20 customers' houses a day. So, when for social distance for us, it was that was one of the first things N95 masks, nitro mm-hmm. gloves, yeah. hand sanitizer. We even have the, the hand soap that like, it's like medical, like yeah, a can yeah, of it. Where yeah, it's yeah, wet yeah. soap, and you would knock on the door and then take some steps back. Yep. So I would ring the doorbell, right? and I would having children. I, at this point, it, for what we were doing was we're like, hey, we're not going to do the treat the inside of the house. You know, we'll just do the outside. We'll come back once all this goes away. Yeah. Yep. So it was really in the beginning. It was so, and I'm sure you guys felt this way too. It was so stressful because you even said something. It's like I'm afraid to go outside sometimes. Mm-hmm. I haven't let my kids like. I'll, when, I'll either make big runs to the store right after work and then go pick them up from their grandparents. So they don't have to be exposed. Or if I have to go somewhere and they're with me, it's quick, stay in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're old enough. You know, my daughter's, my oldest is almost 11. Just stay in the car. Dad's going to be right there. I'm just going to grab a couple things, come back out. Yeah. But it's so crazy, you know, from what you said in the parking lot to you is we've been to all these places overseas. Are shit storms. Absolute yeah. fucking garbage. And it sucks in the sense that this almost brought back some of the PTSD, having the fear oh, with all that stuff happening. Because, yeah, because, it, because you, you can't see it. And you yeah. don't know, you, That's what sucks. It reveals yeah. it, people who people who keep their fear internal are vocalizing it more than they did before. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, even in the even in the beginning of this whole thing, especially in states like like Virginia, here we have these new restrictions and regulations. Yeah. And it's really exposing people's internal fears are more vocal now. And it's, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. So in, in the same sense we were talking to Greg about it is I think it's really going to help you guys out because a lot of these bigger corporations are seeing seeing what remote, you know, working can yeah. do. You guys, I th- we think that you guys are probably going to do an increased number of pickup or delivery. Yeah. While also, I probably see more people in here yeah, working. And that's a, yeah. While also beer. increasing yeah. the people that are like, and we already had some people already doing that before. Yeah. Oh, people like, like oh, yeah. In the prior, prior to the whole yeah, thing, there was there, there would be tables back there, especially those ones by the bathroom for some reason. People yeah. sit there on the laptop. I could almost guarantee. I could almost guarantee that after this is done, people who have telework agreements are going to be spending more time out of their house working. I'm at sure. places they want to be, yeah. and businesses who do delivery and pickup are going to increase delivery and pickup while also maintaining capacity. Yeah. Well, even who, who I think I was talking to Chris, our OKS Marine. What's OKS Marine? Yeah. <laughs> that uh, he even said that a lot of corporations that they're showing now are actually seeing an increase in productivity. Yeah. Because people are 
more comfortable. They're, yeah, they're comfortable. They're, they're, they're able oh to God. adjust better. They're, the stresses of you know simple things like dual working families. Who's picking the kids up? Yeah, those stresses are gone. Exactly. You know, you just have to get the kids and the family acclimated to mommy's in the office. Yeah. Unless you're on fire or dying. Yeah. Don't talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> go, go play in the fenced in backyard with our. Yeah. If you are on fire or dying, there's a pose out there. <laughs> just throw your sister in the pool. Yeah. Everything will be, okay. be okay. But the cover's on. Eh. <laughs> so. Mike, do you guys, does the family, does the, brewer, does the brewery, do you guys have any events that are coming up, like big ones that you want to Oh, man. If, like, I, if, I, if, if I knew what was going on yeah. as far as events go, I'd let you know. Sadly, that's not my forte. I try to stay as far away from that as I can. <laughs> Just because of the You want to make that's it look like, pretty. You want to do the, the, oh, look, our video flows and everything yeah, works properly. Exactly. When, when, I, when my social media person brings stuff to me and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, that looks good. We can go with that. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay, this can looks good. Do you have everything you need? Do you need a ticket up there on the POS system or something for this? Sure. Yeah, that's me. I'm, my mother and Greg deal with all the events stuff, so okay. I'm just like, Fair I'm going to step back. I'm going to not do anything I don't have to do. <laughs> right. Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. Well, listen, man, thank you for being of here. Course. Actually, well, before you go, oh, yeah. let's get into the pod decks. Did I explain these to you? No. Okay. Shit, yeah, so, okay. So, we're, we're actually... Um, I think Greg mentioned these. So, we're, we're an affiliate for pod decks. So, there's five different decks we got here. There's right, episode go. decks, but we're not going to do those because that's for just straight podcast. So... Pick two. I'm not gonna pick anything. This is energy deck. That just seems bad. <laughs> no, those questions in there, they're pretty. They're good pretty stuff, good. Okay. So these are these are nice. They help break up the monotony. They help like with your shooting calls and today. your podcasts and your interviews and whatnot. All right. Let's see what we got. Well, this is a would you rather, right? Yeah. Would you rather? That's, that's, oh, no. that's a fucked up one of these. Oh, <laughs> these are. <laughs> this Greg might like this one. <laughs> Would you rather be in shape and have a great body but ugly face or have a gorgeous face but be overweight? <laughs> give, me, give me the beautiful face. The beautiful yeah, face because yeah, you could crop everything out or yeah, Photoshop, exactly, Photoshop exactly. the shit. You can be like, be like every I can woman. be like an Instagram model. It's there like you go. the same thing. You can be like every woman on Facebook who thinks you're overweight. You gotta learn the pose. What's that, that stupid thing those dumb yeah. gun bunnies do? Like, you gotta do it from above. Hey, look, it's my neck. You can be like every woman on, on for social media who thinks they're overweight. You wanna take photos from the shoulders up? No, I hate I hate I hate this. Don't go eat it. Like, you get like a this crap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you do that, though. No, you you're still, still fat. But guess what? <laughs> <laughs> guess what? You still have 20 tacos delivered oh, to your fucking door. So you're pretty and you're getting your fuel. Oh, so like, who gives a shit? Who orders from three different delivery places in one night for dinner? America. The girl that does this. <laughs> so oh, bad. Great. Oh, All right. All right so this one's good. called the What the Heck Deck. So pod, so pod decks, this, uh, this guy, Travis, came up. With this great concept that there's fit, there's five decks they have right now. They're actually going to come out with an app. Dope. Um, nice. Yeah. Nice. So auto shuffle, bro. Auto shuffle. Auto shuffle. Auto shuffle. So what it is is there's 50 cards in each each deck, and it's really a cool way to, you know, go through a podcast where me and Hugh don't we don't script this out. Yeah. You know, we have a general idea and we just kind of go with it. That makes sense. So it's really fun to do this. So go ahead, pick pick another one from the. The what the heck? I think this one's gonna be worse. It is gonna be worse. <laughs> <laughs> How fast can you say the alphabet? Oh god! Well, well hold on. I'm talking about like clarity. Like, do I have to hear him say it? Or? You have to say the alphabet. Oh, you, you can't, can't, you can't just on. go. Oh, 
Are we doing the same old way or the new way? What if there's two ways? There's yes, still. I just saw Did a fucking video. No, they fucking Did they add a letter. No, they What's changed the, the tempo. They changed the tempo. I shit you not, man. I just saw they changed the tempo of the alphabet. It's so all like common core learning bullshit. No, so it's not, like, it's not like it's not like it's not it's not L M N O P. It's L M N O P. It takes it twice as fucking long. You have to sing it to a song. I don't think I have to. No, it's very mono. It's very monotone. We'll have to look it up on the YouTuber. Um, on the internet machine. On the internet machine. I'm telling you, man. It's like they fucking they changed the whole fucking the the tone of it is seems like twice as fucking. I don't know. Paul Disney doing you know. something with the birthday song. I think like, it's actually honestly. Yeah, I think, I think, really I think, I think oh, Sesame Street. I think Sesame Street is going to HBO now. ブルーはい、ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとう
Rick, how we doing, man? Mr. Rick, good. Big, big man, Rick. Yeah, what's going on? Ah, time for a beer and a smoke. That's what's up. That's how you know you got your bartender, bartender trained up right. He just uh, wherever you move to, he drops a new one. Over there, in the corner. Over there, in the corner. Is that for me? That's for Rick. I just gave it to Rick. Here's Mike. I rate higher than Mike does, so I got mine first. I said, I rate higher than he does. That's why I got a <laughs> But it's good to know you, but your front of house staff is like, oh, we got to make sure Mr. Mariani's got his fucking drink. He's ready to go. Yeah. So, well, Rick, for, first off, thanks for letting us do this here. Thanks for letting us, uh, and thanks for joining us also. Um, it means a lot to us. Um, and, you know, just like I told your son, just like I told Greg, this place is absolutely amazing. What you guys did with this is just a layout, just me, this is my first time here because I, you know, I told you I live in North Carolina. But just walking in, it's it's nice to come to places like this where you instantly feel comfortable. There's not that that tension and everything. So thank you again for having us. I really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you coming out. I mean, obviously, we can use all the publicity we can get. We yeah, no, and then we're shut everything. down for a while. And now we're starting to open back up. So, which is a good thing. Which is yeah. a really good thing. So yeah, we'll we'll do everything we can to help uh, push. Push our fellow veterans uh, through your door to enjoy some of your awesome beer and so listen, uh, smoke some you, couple your, cigars. Your son dimed you out. You you run a hotel furniture furnishing company. Is, is that manufacturer? Manufacturer. Yeah, I was telling your son that's, that's I've never met anyone that does that. How did? So I want to hear it from you because we asked him. That's, that's your son, so we, we, you can watch what he said later. He's got, <laughs> he has the be real of the information. We want to hear from you. How'd you How get did, into that? Kind of a long story, to be honest with you. You want to hear it all? Yeah, I, try I, to give us the, the, the I'll give the you the highlights at least. Um, I actually had my papers here in Norfolk for being Norfolk firefighter. I had my papers here yeah. and I hadn't got a call back. My wife gets an offer to go to Lynchburg, Virginia to take on a corporate job for Leggett Stores. Okay. Anybody remembers Leggett stores, but yeah, large chain department. Billy stores. does. That probably yep. was probably before my time. Shut so up. anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, she asked me if I'll go to move to Lynchburg, and I basically said, "No, I'm not moving here. What place is called a bird?" Fair enough. Fair so enough. anyway, she talked me into going up there, and it's a nice town. And uh, yeah, we moved up there in '82. Uh, couldn't find a job. Really? Uh, couldn't find it. I was running a cabin shop down here for a guy. I, um, actually, a good friend of mine. Uh, I'm a trained certified nurseman, but believe it or not, I did landscaping for years. Yes, yeah, uh, what your son your son was telling us that. Yep. But then I got sick of the everything relying on the weather. So I went for work, and woodwork doing was my hobby. So I went to work for my buddy that had a cabin shop. Ended up running a shop. Was making, in 82, making... $14 an hour, I believe. That's day in 82. That's not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. I get to Lynchburg and I go around the cabin shops and they all say four fifty. No, no, no. And then I go to all the nurseries because I'm a Virginia certified nurseryman. You know, I know all the Latin names, all these plants, and you know, I'm four fifty. It's like what do you <laughs> yeah. What you guys choice call words. each other? <laughs> choice words. All <laughs> <laughs> you guys call each other or something. So anyway, my wife was making good money. We bought it on the uh, 1886 Victorian house. I was going to renovate it. Oh, start, that's gorgeous. I love those old Yeah, I started a little wood shop in my carriage house. 
people started hearing about me, and that's basically how I started Woodward's work. And then I rented a little place, and I rented a bigger place, and I rented a bigger so it just place. Pro- it just progressed, and then kind of something you just fell into in, in the yeah, States. Yeah, I, I did. Because uh, I don't think that's something you're like, oh, this is what I want to get into. Yeah, I'm not, it doesn't seem like I, one I of those I want to go make furniture for hotels. Yeah, yeah, I just never... It uh, actually progressed from, <laughs> you know, doing... I started out wanting to be an artist, you know, doing real yeah. artsy, crafty woodwork, you know, and cut dovetails, carving ball and golf. What's your, how do you pronounce your last name? Mariana. So it's kind of in your blood then, the artistry. Well, my grandfather was a pastor that came over on the boat for me. Okay, so, so yeah, yeah. Well, so, long, long line of that uh, kind of heritage then, huh? Yeah. A little bit. Shut up, Sabino. They say it skips a generation, so. <laughs> <laughs> so my, so my old man was a lifelong squid. You know, yeah, I can say okay. that to you guys. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So anyway, I, you know, we, I started out that. Realized I started to death doing that. So, um, so I started doing kitchen cabinets, and then we started doing some commercial work. We did a lot of jewelry store work and stuff. Nice, real specialized stuff. But finding people who got to be harder and harder to be the uh, finding qualified cabinet people. So I decided we went, wanted to get into a more production-based business where yeah. you could have five or six good qualified guys and they can run five or six guys each, you know, right. too. And that's basically, and then, then it was the heyday of the uh, hotel industry, the late 80s. It was growing real fast. Oh, yeah. Everybody oh, was in it. Yeah. Drexel was in it. Thomas Hill <laughs> was in it. So we started doing subcontract work for them. They started calling us up, and if they had a job that was less than a 100-room hotel, they didn't want to touch it, but they wanted to like less than a hundred room. Less than a hundred rooms was oh, too small for them. So, but wow, we started out doing that. Um, didn't take long to figure out they're making all the money, and I was working my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> so I hired my own sales, a couple sales people. And yeah, that's kind of where it started. And that's what your son said he does now for the for the company. Is yeah, he's in, sales. he's in charge of sales. Uh, 84, 94, we sold that business uh, basically. Came back to Norfolk, not knowing what the hell we were going to do, and being a dumbass manufacturing guy, what, what else do you do but what you did it done your whole life? Right? <laughs> you kind of revert back to what you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. You know, some customers had called me, called my wife, and said, "Yeah, we can't, we can't find anybody that does what you guys do as good as you're doing." So that's going to make you feel good, though. That, that there, there's that, people out there that want your craftsmanship and your quality work, yeah, and it'd be does. told that you know. There's no one else that does what you do. That's that's a great feeling, you know. Yeah. So it kind of it kind of puts that stamp on, you know. It it did it didn't matter what I did, and yeah. I can see you coming back when you get those phone calls like that. Mm-hmm. So your son told us you you were uh, started out as a hobbyist. Yeah, you making brewing some. Yeah, we were brewing in the garage. I mean, I started doing it, um, and then he started helping me. Started getting into it and coming up with some different recipes and stuff like that. Well, do you remember, was there a moment where you were like, this is what we're going to do, we're going to open a brewery? There was, and it was quite a while ago, actually. Um, before, before, two years ago? when you, st- I assume you've been open for a year, so I assume you've been looking for places two years ago. We've been, I think we started in 2014 or something. Looking wow. for, holy shit. Maybe 15. We you, found a building. You have, have, you have to have that feeling, like this is it. Well, we found another building over in Ghent, which was is now an apartment building. It was the uh, uh, 
that would have been the tits though, like a multi-layer yeah. fucking one whole floor for cigars and beer, a bottom floor for like cigars and food, and like a third floor, I don't know, like techno acid dropping. We're throwing you ideas here, right? Yeah. We're throwing you ideas. <laughs> Location too. Yeah, well, put it, put it <laughs> on the top floor. The, the problem was the appraiser was brand new. She appraised the building at half what I made, about half what I offered, but, mm. which was 200 grand less than what the guy was asking for. We yeah. come to, and then he ends up selling it from us exactly what our deal was. So who was right, the appraiser or me? Or, <laughs> yeah, there was some. There was some so there was anyway, some, yeah. after that, we kind of took a year off because it just, you know, just took the wind out of our sails. Sure. Yeah. Then we started looking again. And uh, Did you get that feeling when you saw this place? I think my wife, I did a little bit. My wife has a better eye for. Yeah. She was the one that was really sold on it. Like this yeah. is this is where we need to be. She said the brick, the, the ceiling. You know, the, yeah. No, it's 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 the place. Rick, the place is gorgeous. Yeah. So I'm glad you picked this location because it's absolutely yeah. gorgeous. It's all well, I mean, from my perspective, from a business perspective, that out front space. You know, the last three a weeks, whole, a whole acre for people. Yeah, you can yeah. get 125 I mean, people at, at half capacity out there. It's fantastic. Yeah. Like I mean, it's, it's something nobody else in North has. I mean, yeah. Over in Chesapeake, you've got the farmhouse, you've got a lot of outside yeah. space, a new room. But still, you know, and I feel terrible for the for the restaurants because yeah, know. it's really hard. It's hard on it's it's hard on America. Yeah. You know, we're we're the hardest hit country. It's um, you know, unless you're in specific industries, a lot of and we, we were talking about this with Craig and your son. Is I really feel um because I you know, like I told you I own a media business and then just being in sales and stuff like that, you know, you always kind of tend to have your mind in that direction is all this remote work and everything like we were just talking about earlier, I think is really going to drive you guys more to have more people in here working from home per se, or from makers craft brewery. So I think, I really think once this kind of settles out, which hopefully is sooner than later, because this coronavirus is getting, it's getting old quick. Yeah, get real old. I mean, and before they even shut us down, we had already shut down half our tables inside. We were already social distancing and doing everything that we're going to have to start doing again next week, hopefully next week. But I'm, I'm So, yeah, because it's different for North Carolina. We opened phase two um, about two weeks ago, but it was what they called a um, – it was modified phase two. So, like, they opened up salons – and restaurants at 50% capacity. And it's really cool down where I live in like, you know, tobacco country, North Carolina, they can shut down main street because it's these one street towns. And what the, what the, the, the mayors for those towns are doing are on Friday and Saturday is shutting that main street down. Police come in and block it off. And then they let them come up with temporary fences and extend their restaurant to the middle of the street. So that way it opens up their, so I think cool ideas like that, that little yeah, places yeah. are helping those those restaurants that are hurting, maybe get some more money and maybe having that extra three or four tables could make that big right. difference. You know? you guys but still, right that. now for us, if, if, if you got a drop of rain, you're out of business for the day. You know? Yeah. Or it's nice you guys have a whole acre outside that you can fit a ton of people in. They can right. still get, you know, they can still come yeah, to the Yeah, we had probably 110 to 120, I think, Week before last, we had Red State group. In I, I was here for that. I came in uh, yeah, early in the morning. Yeah, and the reason I know that is we got fifty Adirondack chairs and all the all the uh, tables were. We got twelve six seat tables, mm-hmm. and most of them had at least four people in them. There you go. And then people ran chairs, 
But it was not crowded at all. Everybody no. had plenty of room and had a good know. time and drank some good beer and smoked yeah. some good cigars and life seemed normal. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of cigars, how did you guys get partnered with Emerson's? Emerson's used to have a place downtown where I don't know if you know that. Mm. Uh, downtown on, on Granby Street. Yeah. Along oh, Granby? It's not there anymore though, is it? No, no, no. It's uh, I think it's a restaurant or something now. I don't know. They were going to renovate it when the main was being built. It's right over where the main is almost. It's on Granby Street. Okay. Um, they pulled out all the humidors to do the renovation, and I guess there was a bunch of... They had a section that was down below grade. Mm. So they had a bunch of uh, foundation problems. Okay. I mean, expensive to fix yeah. foundation. And from what I understand from Scott, the landlord expected him to fix it. And it's like, <laughs> that ain't my... my, my no shit. He's like, oh, it's not <laughs> happening. Yeah. So there was like two years that there was no Emerson's in, in Norfolk. So I finally started thinking, what? You know, I, I was going to put a humidor. I knew I was going to put a humidor in here. <laughs> but originally, I was just going to put a humidor in the wall. Yeah, a little cabinet. Right? Yeah. And... Um, so then I started thinking, well, so Emerson's may want to come back to Norfolk. You know, he lives in Norfolk, you know, Scott does. And, uh, Thank you, sir. Yeah, appreciate you. So I basically called up and asked who the owner was and, <laughs> and got his name and yeah. his number and, and called him and talked to him. We met over here. We looked around and said, this could work, you know. That's awesome. I, I love how you have this open space, you know, for the cigars and everything like that. And it doesn't feel like it. It's it's private, mm-hmm. but it's still open in the sense that you know it's there, but it's yeah. still that that good separation between the rest of the. Right. And the you have a very room. large walk-in humidor. Yeah, uh, humidor oh, room here. That's what, what? What? Do you know the dimensions off the top of your head? Yeah, it's like fifteen by thirty or something. That's, like. a, that's, that's a huge big space. Yeah, for a cigar it's a big room. I think he carries like five hundred varieties of premium cigars. Jesus. I'm a Padron fan myself, which in my mm-hmm. 7,000 Maduro, I, I buy by the box. And actually, Scott bought me, and I'd, I'd run out early this week, and I kept forgetting to call, forgetting to call. And I was smoking these uh, little things that he has out here to buy a fire pack. I called yesterday, and well, we can't deliver till tomorrow. We don't, you know, it's after three, he's already left. And I was sitting here, and Scott calls me back, the owner, and says, Good brewery? Sure. <laughs> you said, Bring your cigars to <laughs> I appreciate it greatly. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Pretty, that's a hell of a that's relationship awesome. for it to yeah. be like, I'm going to go out of my way for you. That's, mm-hmm. that's pretty awesome. So, anyway. so, Rick, do you guys have any big events coming up that you want to talk about? Or are you just kind of playing it by ear right now with everything going on? And just, you know, because I know your son says you, you have a social media team that um, promotes through social media. So we know, you know, we put up here that, you know, you guys are on Facebook and Instagram and everything. Billy, I'm going to be right back. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, do you have any, like, s- stuff that sticks out that you want to talk about that's coming up? or Well, I mean, we're Just come in and drink. <laughs> well, we're trying to put something pretty big together with the 4th of July. I think we've got a big jazz band and that kind of thing um, coming in. Uh, I think they're called Ultimate, Ultimate Flavor. Okay. Hey, uh, hey. And jazz music. Love jazz music. We'll probably have... Couple of smaller groups around that, you know, so it makes a full day thing. Um, you know, it's been tough because even when we opened two weeks ago, we only had a week's notice, you know. Yeah, so you feel like you almost have to scramble to get everything ready and yeah. to promote and, and let and everyone know and, and get that get out there and band and try to get food trucks again, you know, because the food trucks have 
They, they have they taken a hit like that too, or? Well, not so. That almost seems like they probably would They've do been better. parking in neighborhoods and stuff, you know, and doing that yeah. kind of thing. So they, yeah, I think they've taken a hit financially, but they, they're still operating. So. We're still able to make some kind of, at least but stay A lot of them, them had commitments, prior commitments, you know. Uh, we had events and festivals and stuff like that. Well, nature. we had a Mexican food truck here last week. And, um, it's actually the Mexican restaurant. God, I'm trying to remember the name. I'm getting old. Forgetting. It's all right. But that was all those right, <laughs> right, right over on Colonial Avenue, the Mexican restaurant there. I just happened to see their trailer one day. Yeah. I didn't even know they had a, a food truck trailer, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So, you know, we couldn't find anything. And finally, I said, and it occurred to me, and I think, Greg, call this restaurant. I know the guys are running. They've been yeah. here for that. We go there all the time. And so, and sure enough, they had the trailer, but it was committed till four o'clock because they parked it down in front of the Norwalk going up Pally Avenue. Yeah. Said, but we do have this little taco cart we can put out there. So, they bring the taco cart, and at four thirty, the truck shows up. So they, hey, that's a win They had a full menu. That's so. awesome. So they've been here a couple times since, um, you know, and it's, it's like Mexican food. They have great Mexican food. Now, do you guys have a full kitchen of your own or? No, we don't. I, I, the restaurant business is not a business. Not, I yeah, that's, that's, that's tough. I grew up, jobs in high school growing up on Long Island in New York City. That was kind of, you either work down at the harbor, you know, down at the harbor front or you worked in a restaurant, you know, busting tables and you worked your way up through the restaurant, you know, until you graduated high school. And that, I, I remembered, you know, my father was, my father's an amazing, amazing cook. And we were, for years, down say, Pop, you gotta open up a restaurant. Open up a little Italian place down, down at the village. Everyone will come and get your food. But he was just like, no, I'm not doing it. He goes, it's not just cooking food. He goes, everything that goes into that, health inspectors, all the stuff that you have to get ready yeah. for that. I couldn't imagine the headache, so yeah. That's, yeah, it's better yeah, to have the food trucks yeah, come in. The health inspectors in Norfolk, the health inspector goes <clears throat> in front of the house. And the Kenny Beach is done. Uh, oh. It's the uh, agriculture department does the back of the house. Virginia Beach agriculture department does the whole thing. But then you have the AC, a, a, B, Virginia ABC, and then you have the TTV, which is. Yeah, ABC is down in North Carolina, too. They're, they yeah. control everything. Because yeah, down so in North Carolina, we have the, the moonshine runners. Down there, yeah, West, really. Western Virginia has their fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But food trucks are nice because you're still supporting a small business at the same time, right? And you don't have to, like you said, you don't have to worry about your inspections and your clearances and your paperwork and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, you're just self-contained. It's on them to get the clearance to serve food out of there. And you just do you uh, do you have to pay food trucks to be here or so? Yeah, so you just reserve them. And then they make what they make. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a win-win because it's a win. it generates yeah. business for them and it generates business for you at the same it's time. It's fantastic. So that's where that partnership comes in. Yeah. Partnership is that you know seven o'clock everybody don't bail out of here to go eat dinner. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 A couple times I've, I've been here. They did like this really nice like lobster hoagie roll. Oh, oh, it. oh it's fantastic! I know you're sweating, you're salivating, just thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, as I usually say, I'm well fed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a love hate relationship with food. <laughs> yeah.
It's uh, uh it's uh, I blame my my parents. It's all the the pastas and the. Grown <laughs> oh, up, you're not eating grown the. Grown up, grown up in New York, it was a. I and my my daughters find it funny, and I don't know if you guys did this, but you know Sunday was the day that my dad. That was his day, this because you know he worked two, three, sometimes four jobs, um, while my mom, you know, raised the five of us. And Sundays was, you know, he get up at six in the morning and start making sauce, and then it was. If you're not in your seat at the dinner table by four o'clock, he goes, "I'll see you for breakfast in the morning." Yeah. That was his time. <laughs> yeah, that was his time. That was his time to sit down and talk to everybody and you know, how how was your yeah. week and everything like that. So it's funny I do that with my kids now. And yeah, my, my daughters. Oh, yeah. My daughters have grown up because they've grown up in North Carolina and they don't have that type of culture down there. Right. You know, so they tell their friends, they're like, "What do you mean you have to be home Sunday?" For, like you have to be home for dinner. Oh yeah, my dad would get that. <laughs> yeah, I had the same thing in the, in the '90s. Like you, you came in when the streetlights came on, yep. and you ate dinner at the time it was to eat dinner. And uh, my, my dad, was, I don't know what it was. I don't know what the fuck he was going through in the '90s, but I remember like we used to eat, and then like, like the point of eating is to fucking eat, and then you're done. <laughs> I mean, maybe in the Italian families, it's a little different. It's more more social than that. But for us, it was like social. we never like a it was. <laughs> But I remember one time my dad was losing his fucking mind. He's like, you're going to chew that steak 23 times per bite. I'm like, what the fuck is that going to do? And I'm, I'm sitting here like, one cold day. Oh, my, like, oh my God. Well, my grandparents were He's alive. like, you're finishing your dinner too fast. God fucking forbid I eat my dinner and get the fuck away from you. Yeah, my dad eats You were in a ditcher going to buy better steak. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Dad, you're active duty Navy. You spend all fucking day with kids. Why would you want to come home and be with your own? Like, just fucking let us leave. You can hang out with our mom for a little bit. Enjoy yourself. Oh man. No, it was it was funny growing up up in that culture. And it's funny like my kids now they like we drive back up to New York for the holidays and stuff. You know, because I don't get to see my mom, and I'm the only one out of the five that doesn't live within earshot of my family. I'm the I'm the the black sheep, you know, the so God I, forbid I you go to an I'm Italian saying, household and you don't live next to mom. Like, yeah. <laughs> sound like my dad. He yes. joined the Navy and left, and he was the only one of his oh, uh, six or eight brothers and sisters. It's my grandpa lived three wives. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's just it's just funny. It's a uh, it's my daughters tell their tell their friends, you know, oh, I love going to Pop Pop, going on Pop Pop's house because Pop Pop's cooks. So much food. I was like, I, I literally come home. My father sometimes has a styrofoam cooler fit packed with food. He's like, just take it back. I have, I don't have enough room in the fridge. Yeah, get, get <laughs> take it back. To, here, yeah. Take it back to North Carolina. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> you, put smile, yeah, yeah, yeah. you put a gallon of a sauce in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, it's just like when you were in the Navy, you used to go to the Phil Ann Club parties. Oh yeah. And they have you like a to-go plate. You're like, here, have this one. Be like, this doesn't all fit. Like, oh, we'll give you a fourth tray. Don't even worry about it. Just take it home. Get it out of here. So Rick, with your with all the beers that you guys produce in house, how how from so your brewmaster is that who's your brewmaster? Michelle Lowney. And how did you develop that relationship? That's kind of a because we were talking funny little story. I mean, we I, I we run a ad in ProBrewer.com, which obviously is a uh, specific to specific to that. Yeah, yeah, to, to uh, the brewery industry, the microbrewery industry, whatever craft brewery industry. Um, and she was she was living in uh, New York with her mother 
Uh, she'd been trying for two years to get a brewery open. And of course, you know, she had no business experience. So but although she had 25 years of brewing experience and she brewed in Colorado and God, she even brewed in, uh, in Belgium and, and Scotland and Canada and Maine. Wow. Right? So she Belgium. brewed all over. So she brewed in Belgium? Yeah. Wow, that's, pretty, that's pretty serious. Yeah. So uh, she'd also been, has been a judge at the Great American Beer Festival for like 15 or 20 years. Wow. And the World Beer Cup like five times. And, you know. That's impressive. Yeah. That's so, very impressive. Anyway, I'd, I'd run this ad and she responded to the ad and I just bought some equipment, some of my equipment at an auction up in north of Philadelphia. Yeah. Holy shit. Wait, I'm sorry. Can you switch over? Let's see. Oh, look. They fucking went off. They fucking did it today. Space. They got it done. Huh? The fucking SpaceX launch. Look at that. SpaceX launched the first manned first manned mission in a while, man. It's, it's actually it's ten actually, years, I think, it's been since we said. Well, it's a big deal because it's the first ever privatized. Yeah, they're at uh, seven eighteen hundred. What is it? Kilometers an hour. They're fucking at uh, 20, 21, 20, Was that miles? I don't even know. So. Yeah, that's a big deal because that goes back to they were talking about this is just as big as when we launched initially, you know, mm -hmm. the first flight because this is Elon Musk from Tesla. So we tried to do this on Thursday, but obviously they were canceled. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't run out. So so sorry about that, Rick. So back yeah. back no, to big deal. Back to that. Back so to you met, she met this woman who'd been brewing in a bunch of places that have high respectable brewery production. She judged at a couple of places before as well, correct? Yeah, she'd been a judge at the Great American Beer Festival, of course, in the World Beer Cup. So. And you know, brewing for twenty-five years, and uh, she went to the uh, this fancy school up north somewhere, the, the brewing school. I forget the name of all these places. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, so anyway, you know, she was, she lived like a half hour, forty-five minutes from where I was going and to pick up this equipment I bought at auction. Yeah. So she came down and uh, we had lunch and chatted a little bit, uh, kind of hit it off a little bit. She came down after that for a weekend, stayed at my house, and saw the town and all this at that point. She just liked it. it. And she said, yeah, I think this might work out. And nice. I said, that's pretty good. It might work out. And, you know, and... Uh, now she's your uh, brewmaster. Uh, she's my brewmaster. She invested some money in the business, so she's a partial. Oh, yeah, that's even oh, that's great. She's, that's she's great. like committed. She's not, it's not yeah. a job for her. This is an investment. So right. now, is it, now is it just... Because I'm totally oblivious to how, you know, besides the going from the glass into my gut. <laughs> You're real good at that. Huh? Yeah, I'm great at that part, okay? I got that down to a science. <laughs> I'm a master drinker. That's what, I, that's what I'll call it. But there really is a, a major science behind getting down that. Now, does she have a team or is it just her? Because it's all in-house, right? It's all in-house. Um, you know, yes and no. I mean, my guys out front both are part-time in the brew house as mm -hmm. well. Um, obviously, during the virus, we haven't had to brew near as much because none, the of, the bars are, yeah, yeah. none of the bars are open, so nobody's buying. You know, so, obviously, we've got to be canning a lot more than we would have normally. Uh, I mean, we, we canned anyway. We started in yeah. December, but which, thank God. You know, yeah, yeah, it's just coincidentally, it was a great, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but we had to get 
a lot more beer can because that's that's what's selling. I mean, you total wine still selling more beer, and you know that's even in the uh, uh, PX of the NOB. So hell yeah, there you go. So hell everyone yeah. that's watching right now, you know, all our all, so, all the vets and are you yeah. Navy homies on lockdown? And you go over to the Class Six over there at the exchange. So anyway, you know that our assistant brewer had already put in notice. Unfortunately, he was. He was a captain. He had a captain's license in Old Dominion, offered him a job to run their oceanographic boat. And of course, that was a dollar figure I couldn't match. Hold the fuck up. <laughs> Old Dominion has an oceanographic boat? Yeah. Oh, I'm in the wrong field of study. He goes to ODU when he doesn't know this. No, <laughs> shit. Like, you, know, you know what your field of study knows, and that's like about yeah. it. Like, we want to keep you here. They got a whole boat. I'm going to go work for him. <laughs> well, Fuck the, engineering. The, the, funny part, <laughs> the funny part for me, it wasn't funny at the time because the same week. My salesman left me. Oh, Jesus, F. And this kid was just sharp. His name was Trevor. He, was, he had a master's degree in international studies. And, you know, kind of, what are you doing here anyway? Right. Yeah. But he'd gone to the recruiter. Maybe sent him right to OCS. Going from there to pilot school. Holy Within a year, shit. he's going to be a pilot. Oh, rough. Can I, can I sign up for that? Yeah, yeah. holy crap. <laughs> rough, rough life. Yeah, <laughs> an option. Holy hell. And I, of course, yeah, I ain't competing with that. You know, I, there wasn't no offer I could make to him. <laughs> yeah, right? You can send him home with all the free beer and cigars you want to. There's still no, yeah. no saying no to that kind of opportunity. No. Yeah, no, that's, that's for sure. It's funny. My nephew just, he went to, who joined the Navy three or four or five years ago. I don't know. Uh, he just became an ensign. They sent him to OCS. Oh, good for him. Was, that's his promotions are great. Kid, you know, yeah, that's awesome. Just kept working his ass off, and he you know, finally took a test of whatever you do to get to go to OCS school. And, you know, that show your degree and run two miles. I don't really know what that is. I don't know how he gets there like either, that. but he's now an ensign, and he's deployed, and his wife just had a baby, and he hasn't seen it yet. And of course, that's Navy life. I don't yeah, that's what you I'm mean. not sure my dad was around when I was born. But. Well, I missed my second daughter's birth. I was... Stuck in Japan, and I know more. more I came than, home. More I came home on leave because my oldest daughter wound up getting hurt, and then yeah. <laughs> two months later, when I was in, back back in Japan, two months later, my second my daughter, now ex-wife, calls me up and goes, "You son of a bitch! You got me pregnant when you were home." <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm in Japan again, you know, because I was there without my family. Because what happened was my oldest daughter, she wound up having to have surgery. So they sent me home on a Red Cross message because she was only 15 months old, you know, and they were worried about the anesthesia, the risk of her not waking up from it was higher because she was so young, but she had to have this surgery to remove these cysts in her arm that were messing with her arm. So it was funny in that time when I was home, you know, my mother came down from New York. Her mother was there because she was I living with her family while I was gone for two years. And two months after I left from that, you know, being there for my oldest daughter's surgery, you son of a bitch, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so that wound up, I wound up, I, she, she wound up, you know, nine months later going, or seven months later going into labor, and I couldn't get the flight home quick enough, so I wound up missing it. <laughs> there were some, man. I've been on deployments with the commanders, like our policy is you're not going home for the birth of your kid. Yeah, I've had that too. You know, and it's just like, like well, I'm in the reserve. I don't think he'll be home for months. Well, I'm in the reserve, so it's a little different. They're like, if you go home, it's not like we're getting our money back. You, you know, after the deployment, you're not going back to the battalion and being on active duty. We only get you for this window, so no, we're not sending you home. And then we sometimes we have conflicts with the people we work for 
their policy is you will go home for the birth and then they have to argue with our battalion yeah. about like who's doing what and then we manipulate where these people are at and it becomes this whole web of like listen if you if you're in the, if you're in the military in any form or another you yeah it sucks because you never really know what's going on but guess what there's a reasonable mathematical formula you could use to knock somebody up in which you could expect to be there and if you don't utilize that, it's not exactly the military's fault. Yeah, and I'm, and, and I'm sorry, that's part of the yeah, hardship. If you just plan it out, you can be there for the birth of your kid. But if yeah. you just knock somebody, if you're just, just dipping and running. Don't wear a condom <laughs> and don't pull out a month before deployment. They're not any longer than seven or eight months anymore, so you'll be home yeah. in perfect time. And well, it's like go. some of the deployments we went on. We were gone for you know, I was in Japan, um, you know, for that one specific. Well, that, that was, was back. That was back in the good old days. That was back in the good old days when you could be two gone. Years. Yeah, see, two years without my now now you. You can yeah. now. You, you could expect to be home six or seven months after you left. Yeah, you know, we're not. We won't do that long-term crap anymore. Which you know, Our first deployment, fourteen months, ruins it for some of us. You know, that's just the way it was back then. It was a different. Yeah. Well, it was a different world. It I mean, I'm not sure. Absolutely, absolutely different time. Sure. Absolutely different time. Yeah, because I joined the two. I think I told you about my old man. Yeah, you know, being on the Carolina, and I don't. You know, I know. After Pearl Harbor, they said obviously he was in the Atlantic. Because he was in uh, Guantanamo Bay when that, they had that the boxing match that he was a. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's where my yeah. wife found this thing. Yeah. So uh, evidently they sent him right through the canal or whatever to get yeah. over there to support you know, the Pacific, which was kind of. However, they needed up. to, he was going. Yeah. yeah. And who knows when he got to come home, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, so those were, you know, that whole generation, and it's, it's sad that there's not very many of them left. You know, my grandfather passed away when. Um, you know, he served the same time frame, World War II, and um, he uh, passed away when I was 12. But, you know, now you're starting to see, um, what was it, like one of the last soldiers that stormed the beaches during D-Day just passed away. Yeah. Or like there are only 13 survivors of the yeah, Arizona so, left anymore. And I yeah, think so it's, it's, like it's really sad away. to see that that generation I really is what crafted America into what it is now, that it was just... Just my grandfather, just the work, the work ethic that they had was inspirational and not yeah. and contagious at the same time because yeah, yeah. it's really showed you that if you bust your ass, good things will happen. Yep. No matter how long it takes, yeah. good things will no matter happen. Who's in your way or some anything. of the things that happened back then were pretty amazing. Doing a doing a uh, troop carrying ship, building them once a month in this area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unbelievable. Whole ship in a month. Steel. Not yeah. this is a wood. Yeah. These are steel yeah, yeah, yeah. ships. Ships that carry a couple thousand souls. You know? And it's on I yeah, know it really is unbelievable. And, and even to this day, you know, is you know, is I'm retired from, from the Navy. And even when I see a carrier to this day, I it's I never amazing. revert back to being a little kid because yeah. I'm still in awe that oh, this yeah. thousands and thousands of tons of metal just not moves, but just floats on the water. First off, and yeah. then turns, that really turns into one of the bad, the really baddest war fighting yeah. ships this world will ever see. Yeah. yeah. So it's just it really it really is to see that. And back then, you know, my my grandmother used to tell us stories about how the women were. She said, "We're the ones that kept this country running. We're the oh, ones yeah. that were we're the ones that were in the factories. All the waves. Yeah, but helping put these things together. I want my mother." Worked in a tank factory called Tank. <laughs> yes. And that made it so yeah. bad. <laughs> so she got all the shit duty because she was so small. She only weighed like 98 pounds. She was tiny. Yeah. It's just a crazy yeah, see, that's really cool. It's like you go up to someone and be like, oh, yeah, well, my mother knows how to sew. 
My mother built tanks. Yeah, suck it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so crazy the just the amount of effort that people both in and 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 not in the military that they put into the war fighting effort, and then nowadays you feel like like oh, we have two officers learning how to rollerblade. Oh yeah, they were, they're, they're, they're 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 about two people in here earlier before you and and your son got here. That were in here with rollerblades, and, and we're like, yeah, they're learning how to rollerblade. Ninety-seven. Like, what yeah. the hell these, is that? These are adults. Like, we're learning how to rollerblade. I'm like, you're like thirty-five. Go yeah. home. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, you hurt yourself. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? They did buy beer and they did buy t-shirts. So, and I think they, they did followed us on the podcast. So that is twice now they've heard us yeah. talk shit about them. So, but uh, no, yeah, that whole generation, it was, it was really. Uh, I need to find some new staff. I think it was up. Yeah, what is going on? Some of them, Greg, is Greg watching right now? <laughs> Damn it, Kill. You have literally one job. <laughs> well, Rick, listen, we, we appreciate it. Out here. We, yeah, you do have a line out there, don't you? You got like 10, uh, 10 to 8. Yeah. You know, you got about 80 to 100 people outside, too. It's, I, I, it's I, pretty, yeah. pretty good. Pretty good day. Oh, no. good, yeah. Hopefully, you started to ask me something about beer earlier and we got off the track. Oh, yeah. No, I was good. It was, uh, <laughs> what were you asking? No, I was actually asking, um, what's your strongest? <laughs> this is my question. What's, what's the strongest, strongest ABV? What's the strongest, yeah, ABV that you have in house? In house, it'd be the bourbon barrel that's yeah, not, not on tap. On Patty's Porter up there, it's a 7 2. Kate, can you help me up? Um, yeah, when, when you get that. Oh, she did not give a shit that you're the owner. <laughs> <laughs> as far as she's concerned, you're a commoner. <laughs> I don't pay. <laughs> going for the pan cut, have tipping cut. <laughs> that was a very good answer, That's by so the way. Funny. But we got a double IPA coming out, and I don't know what the APB is going to be on it. It's a, a murder horn. We're calling it. <laughs> That's just, that's that's because, you know what? If you're not grabbing on to what's going on in the world and, and capitalizing on it, you're not really an American. The murder Hornet. Yeah. Uh, murder Hornet. Absolutely. Murder Hornet. Double IPA. It's double dry hop. It's Holy weird. hell. That's going to be It's going to be out next week, and I uh, can't wait. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. I'll have to come up and pick some <laughs> You can get the picture. It won't hurt you. Yeah, <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate you. So uh, we got that coming out. We just put up. Our bourbon barrel is. Our, is that a specialty our, or is it? Is it? It's a black, black Friday bourbon barrel. What we call it. it's an annual thing. This will oh, be the second. Okay. But it's got to be in barrels at least six months. Okay, that's where so I was going with that. So we yeah. put it in uh, about two weeks ago. So which was a little a little later than we wanted. Last year we did eight months, but so the long Kentucky was shut down. We couldn't get barrels. Oh. Well, oh, so you get all your barrels from Kentucky. Yeah. Kentucky bourbon. Barrels? Yeah. So, nice. Yeah. This year we got two, ask, two Buffalo Trace barrels and two Four Roses barrels. So let me ask you, how much? We'll blend it all. How much you pay for those nice. barrels? Hundred and forty bucks a piece or something like that. It's not too bad. Doable is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, we can afford it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Did I see that you guys threw a raspberry something in last night? Oh yeah, the raspberry we we put in yesterday, and that's that's a two week brew. It'll be out two weeks. And Greg was telling us you guys do the seltzer too. Yeah, the seltzer were about uh, we did two small batches of seltzer. Two, and it did okay. Uh, I think we'll run out of it this weekend, so we're doing a oh, that's so bad. We're doing a full, full batch, full batch. Holy 10 shit! Barrels, uh, that's awesome. That'd be three hundred 
that's, that's, that's really that's right. really nice because like my, one of my one of my ex girlfriends she couldn't drink beer uh, because of some sort of protein thing. I can carrageenan is what it was. So she had to drink um, when we went out. She drank seltzers or ciders because they don't have that that carrageenan protein in it. And whatnot. But so it's nice. You guys have a, like 15, 16 beers. We also have ciders. So and, we, and we, don't have, we don't have any cider. You don't have any cider, but you have seltzer. 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 But then you have sodas soda. as well, right? Yeah, we and, have the craft sodas that we, we brew in house, make in house, I guess. Yeah, blue this blue black blue. cherry, this is one I've been. Yeah, that's my favorite. Oh, this is great. Right and here. the root beer is great too. I'm going to try that after this. This is absolutely Ginger beer is not too bad. Um, it just depends and on you, the mood. And you mix some of them with the beer, right? Yeah, we do rattlers. We the, rat, the rattler? Right? A ginger lime rattler, which I'm trying to remember what beers is involved. I, I think, think it's, what, are you, what are you saying? I think it might be the pills ale and the uh, oh, that's right, because I, I always drink, beer. I always drink the pills ale when I come in. Yeah, that's my, that's yeah, my favorite. I, I think that's now the black cherry shandy. I know is the pills ale and the black cherry, so it's like a 50-50 mix. Nice, and nice. It, you know it makes it a nice summer drink because it's you know half the ABV and. What's on the board? So I take it you're the one that's uh, sampling these as they're getting created. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. But the funny part is, I'll tell you, until it ferments, it tastes like sweet tea most of them. Get the fuck out. It's really? Really? See, I've never, I've never, like I said, I've just, I'm, I'm on it from when you go like this into the glass and then it goes like this. I'm not on the back end, so I just, to me, this is all. This is all new, so it's great. To eat well, this. see, what you're doing is basically taking your grains and you steep them basically in layman's terms. And you basically turn the starches into sugars. Yeah. So, and that's what the yeast. So, before eats. it actually, yeah, before it ferment. Yeah, I guess I can see that. Yeah. yeah. So, it would taste so like. So, the yeast, the more sugar involved, the right. stronger the beer. Oh really? The more sugars, the more sugars you I can know. extract from your grains, because yeast basically eat sugar and yeah, and craps two things: alcohol and CO two. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Right, there you have it, folks. And how and many? That's how beer is made. You have twelve beers up there. How many beers? Well, there's more than that. We haven't you updated have like, this because you have like more. sixteen or something like that, right? Almost. Yeah, how many beers do you can? Probably right now five or six, and we got three or four new ones. We're, we're going to can the distribution. Burr. We're going to can the murder hornet, of course. We're going to can the murder hornet. So, uh, so great. So great. We're, we're going to can the uh, razzy wheat. Okay. Our, our wheat beers, we have basically four that we do seasonally. We do the razzy wheat in the basically summer, and then we had to do a lime. What the hell that one is? Some kind of line thing. We do it in the fall, then the winter we do the double, and then in the spring we do the Jesus uh, the Belgian lid. Now, do you guys have growlers? Like, if I wanted to come in here and get a growler, do you yes, guys have growlers? Uh, right now, nice. because of the rules, we can't refill growlers. So you have to buy a new growler. Because that, that you have to buy a new growler every time. But what we have done is we've gone out and bought some basically. Uh, Ball can jars. Oh, the mason jars. Hold on yeah, a second. Yeah, mason jars. These ones. Yeah, yeah. So you know, this big one I think is two fifty-three bucks, something like that, for the glass. What? Yeah. <laughs> Three bucks? 
Not filled. That's for the glass. Okay, so three bucks for the glass. And how much is that? What is that? 500 milliliters? That's 64 ounces. Same thing as a big growler. Same thing as a growler. So how much is to fill? Uh, same thing as a fill a growler. Which I don't You just don't know the price. So it's. I mean, I, that's why I always like buying growlers that's, because dude, that's gonna be like, that's gonna be like it's not bucks. too expensive. That's gonna be like fourteen bucks. For the this, glass is great, great. this is great. Yeah. This is a great idea, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we'll have that we'll one. Have to then we have the thirty-two ouncer as well, which is probably ounce. half the price. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. So that's you know, that's awesome. something you can take home. It obviously, once you open it, you want to drink. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas I the growlers is usually good for like three days or something like that. Yeah, yeah, but it's you know once you. If once you open, open it, though, you drink it. You know, like yeah. you listen, listen to Rick. Okay, yeah. Yeah. once you open the thing, put a put a nipple on it. You see me drink on the show, Billy. I had that metal straw, yeah. so like, when I might go the second night. Depends on how much I drank out. If you drank three quarters of it, <laughs> might as well just finish it. Close it up. There's so much oxygen in it now. It's not going to be as good the second night. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So. Suck it up, Buttercup, and finish Suck it. Suck it up. up. <laughs> That's, the thing. It's okay. That's right. That's right. So anyway. So yeah, Rick. Like I said, we're going to do everything we can um, to push people coming through the door. You know, this storm looks like it's freaking coming in. I'm so tired of these. It is, man. This tropical depression. I'm. Hopefully, hurricane season isn't as bad as they're going to. They're saying it is, but two oh. tropical storms already starting to. Well, our band canceled for the night because of it, because they're afraid uh, you bring out their ten grand worth of uh, yeah, sound yeah, equipment, which is completely understandable. Yeah, I understand, but yeah, sucks. But still hate it for a Saturday night. I'd yeah. love some good tunes out. In the, uh, yeah. the weather, yeah, hopefully the weather clears up here in the next couple of weeks, and uh, we have to capitalize on the outside audience. No, I'm, I'm hoping they just let us start bringing people in. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, nice. so when are they supposed? To, when's the governor supposed to announce this again for you guys? When's it? Just whenever? Uh, is it kind of just every day you're don't, waiting? No, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we probably uh, I don't, you know, we don't know. Till the, you know, he, he originally said two to four weeks. Well, two weeks was yesterday. Yeah. And, you know, there was no intention opening yesterday. Uh, so I'm hoping on in Monday's press conference, you'll say next Friday we can start bringing folks Which in. would be the, about the 7th, right? Yeah. Next Friday? Yeah. Uh, yeah so, you know, it, again, it doesn't make any difference if the weather is good for me, but it does for the restaurants, and it certainly does for some of the other local breweries that don't have the outdoor space. Right. And, um, if the weather is nice, you know, everybody goes outside anyway. We found sure. that last year, you know. Yeah, when the fucking weather's nice, you want to hang out outside. You want to yeah. get some of that vitamin D. You want to be out and you want to smoke your cigars, your cigarettes. You want to drink your beers out and get the sunlight. Absolutely. But absolutely. If, if the weather is real threatening like this, as soon as it you know, who's going to go to a nice restaurant and order a fifty dollar meal? Take get a chance to get rain on. Yeah, because like we can see, no smart like, person. It looks it looks nice outside behind us, but literally over here, it's like ten shades darker, and like it's rolling. Yeah, yeah. It's to, to the west it looks like hell. To the east, it looks fine. Yeah. You know, so yeah. yeah. But uh, like I say, I, they need to get opens for the restaurants and for the. No, and I, we totally understand. That's something we, you know, on our on the, you know, our podcast we've been pushing too is is it's really, you know, we have friends that own businesses and, and we have friends that own nonprofit organizations that that rely on donations and charity, you know, charity work to to you can't continue go, their you growth can't go and visit right now operations and it's hard because people don't have the money to do it now 
You know, and it's it's yeah. That it's shut just, down my pro- project at bat too. The lack of money. I mean, yeah, it's just it's. We were putting in bathrooms and putting in another walk-in cooler, and they just all like, you know. You got to just got to. Once they shut us down, down, it's like we can't make enough revenue to justify spending this, sixty thousand bucks for bathrooms and. Yeah, no, absolutely, and it's just those are you know as tough as those decisions are. They're you know to keep the doors open or decisions that need to be made sometimes. You know, but it really is it really is the um, you know going back to how you know that generation of World War Two was. It really is, and how they, you know, moved with the times and adapted to what was going on in their world. Then it's really amazing to see what we now are doing in this in the same sense, you know. And so it's not a world war, but you know, the whole entire world is affected by this, right. you know, as a whole. And it's, it's a very, really it's a very amazing different situation, but with a lot of the same intent from those involved. Yeah, it's really amazing to see the businesses that on their creative end, you know, switch their normal business plan up to keep money coming in the door or at least offer services maybe they thought they weren't going to ever get into and now are so it's hopefully that that growth um continues nationwide you know and i hope you know i mean you guys obviously whole time we've been here there's people coming in and out so i'm glad to see that you guys have that you know and hopefully it transcends to the other local businesses in the area as well you know and like you said the restaurants yeah so. uh, yeah so Rick, Rick Bill, Bill and I can't thank you enough for letting us come out here and sit yeah, up here. Yeah, Rick, this uh, is absolutely This is Billy's first time here, but I mean, you you and I literally met sitting right here at the yep, bar. We did. And uh, <laughs> it's been it's been fantastic. I, I loved coming out here, reading my book and getting away. I love that you guys are back open again because now I can get my favorite beer in the area. Yeah, um, this place is amazing. We've had a couple of comments, too, um, on here, Rick. Uh, Justin, full makers is a top brewery in Hampton Roads. So... Yeah. You got the local, Thank you, sir. yeah. You got the local yeah. guys. Uh, Just, Justin's, local. A, Justin's the president of the Student Veterans Association at Old Dominion, and they come out here for drinks and cigars. And we just partnered with them. Uh, we were telling you, son and Greg earlier. Um, so they're going to be on once a month talking about uh, the veteran benefits they can receive and whatnot, and the updates. So uh, we're going to we're talking about doing stuff live in the o- ODU Student Veterans Lounge, and we're hoping to incorporate. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll be doing. I'm gonna come get a growler before we do that. Absolutely, yeah. There are, and there are and we just, I, I'm personally, I'm, I'm really glad you guys are open because I, I, like I said, I did my quarantine out of necessity because there was nowhere to go. And the first day, as soon as I saw that you guys were like, hey, this is what we're doing, I was like, thank God, holy <laughs> hell! Like I was, I remember I was here the first day you guys were open, and I just sat outside, and Guinness was out there, like just like breathing heavily. I was like, you know what, man, you're going to have to deal because I need to get out of the house. You hate being there. This is so much nicer than anything we've done before. We cannot thank you enough for allowing us to come out and talk to you and your staff and, and, and your son yeah, about, it, about it. Well, you all are welcome anytime. Well, we appreciate you doing it. You guys are always, well, I, I just met you. <laughs> I've always enjoyed chatting with you. We had a few chats up absolutely here, so and have a, have a yeah, it, it's so funny because when I first saw him here, I thought like, "Oh, this is just some old crony who came." <laughs> and then it wasn't until uh, one of the one of the other partners was like, "Oh no, that's the owner." I was like, "I mean, it makes a lot more sense." But I definitely referred to him as a crony when I was talking. About him. <laughs> well, I, I am kind of an old crony, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the old crony that owns the place, I guess. So, yeah. So thank you very much, Rick. We we appreciate you. All right. Thank you, Thanks, guys. Thanks. So yeah, thank you, Rick. Thank you very so much. very very much. So everyone, we just want to say thank you for watching. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, you know, join us as normal on Mondays and Thursdays at eight thirty Eastern time.
And if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, don't hesitate to reach out or on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, or also our email at libertyriskpodcast at gmail.com. You, thank you for setting this up. Absolutely. Thank you for Poddex. We will see you guys on Monday. Take it easy, guys.